Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Bad Elf's Point of Beginning, a segment specially crafted for the Geoholics podcast. Each week at the beginning of this podcast, this segment explores contemporary geospatial news, innovative technologies, geographic-related controversies and hardships, funny stories, history, and so much more. We hope you enjoy the content and perhaps even learn something. My name is Dr. Nick Smolofsky. I'm a geoholic, and I'm here to be your geospatial Sherpa. Today, I'd like to give you a quick download on the recently completed GeoWeek 2022 conference in beautiful Denver, Colorado. This international conference spanned several days and brought thousands of geospatial professionals into the same space for a great industry event. For those of you who don't know, GeoWeek is a co-located and sponsored conference that happens annually in the United States. GeoWeek combines several disparate events and organizations into a single trade show. These include AEC Next, the Architectural Engineering and Construction Conference, ILMF, the International LiDAR Mapping Forum, SPAR 3D, aka the Commercial Application of 3D Sensing, Processing, and Visualization, ASPRS, the American Society for Photogrammetry and Remote Sensing, MAPS, the Management Association for Private Photogrammetric Surveyors, and the USIBD, the U.S. Institute of Building Documentation. In terms of organizations and companies I saw represented at the conference, let's just say there were many. And to be blunt, most of the major geospatial brands participated, showing the importance of events like these for professional organizations. Between amazing keynote presentations, a massive technology expo hall, and several fun networking events, the conference had something for everyone. For me personally, it was a pleasure to see many of the familiar faces in the geospatial community. Thank you, conference coordinators, for the special COVID-19 mitigation protocols in place, which made the event feel extremely safe, promoting more interaction and positive networking. Oh, I should also mention that I loved the Boston Dynamics robot dog named Spot. That robo-pooch was something amazing and terrifying all at once. If you are considering getting back out there and attending some industry conferences, I highly recommend GeoWeek. It is well worth the cost and travel time. And as always, remember, investing in yourself is usually a safe bet. If you have any questions or comments about today's POB segment, please reach out to me via LinkedIn or through the Geoholics channels. And that does it for us at B2 Studios in sunny Texas. Live long and prosper, my friends. All eyes on she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode 116. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first time incorporating a little gangster rap into the flow of the show, I believe. But I kind of dig it. I'm like I'm not like a big gangster rap kind of guy, obviously, but uh, I like it. It's but good for a change. Gangster is here now. <laughs> we got the gangster in the house. We got to go with it. Yeah. So uh, yes, I, I, I uh, dealing I, with an OG. Now. I, <laughs> I just flew in from Denver, and I got to tell you, my arms are killing me. Why? Why are your arms killing I you? I flew in from Denver. It was a little Rodney Dangerfield. Do you guys even know who Rodney Dangerfield is? Yeah, I, I was sending you up. All right, no respect. All right, it was right. like, knock, knock, who's there? Oh, exactly. All right. Seriously, I did just get back from Geo Week 2022 show in Denver. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. But um, 
as y'all know, that have listened to the show for a while, when we, we let our guests provide input on the music. And our, our, our guest today, and this is a quote, he said, hip-hop is his favorite music, but his favorites always get murdered. <laughs> so, so it kind of left it in my court like to pick somebody and like I said I don't even know this music so I'm like the first person that came to mind is Tupac so obviously rest in peace but uh, hopefully that works that work Manny? did great alright all right. <laughs> all eyes on cheek <laughs> by the way we do also have a Geoholics playlist on Spotify with every song from every episode is uploaded on there there's almost like I just looked today there's like seven hours of music on there and it's so wow. funny when I go back because we've done like I don't know 100 and some episodes but every every song I, I listen to it it just brings back memories from that episode it's awesome so if you haven't already go to Spotify check out our playlist and make sure that you like it how do you how do you find it because I'm, I'm just brand just, new on Spotify on Spotify just type in the geoholics oh, okay and you're gonna find the podcast and you're gonna find the playlist like both of them okay perfect yeah all right um young Connor tell us about uh, mr. Tupac Oh, reading is hard. All right. Tupac Amora Shakur, uh, better known as the stage name Tupac and later by his alias Machiavelli, was an American rapper and actor. Considered one of the most influential rappers of all time, Tupac is among the best-selling music artists, having sold more than 75 million records worldwide. On September 7, 1996, uh, Tupac was shot four times by an unidentified assailant in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. He died six days later. In 2002, Tupac was inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. In 2017, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and in the first year of eligibility. Rolling Stone magazine ranked Tupac among the 100 greatest, greatest artists of all time. <laughs> Dude, I love how you changed no. Shakur to Tupac because you didn't want to say it. No, didn't want to say it. You were afraid it. of saying it wrong. Like I said, reading's hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. All right, we're back in the Diamondback Lancerving studio. And a uh, couple things real quick. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. If you remember from last week's show, uh, Mr. Trankinen has agreed to give away one of his die-cast NASCARs. Uh, he actually sponsored a NASCAR here last year uh, and had like the Diamondback Lancerving logo all the NASCAR and stuff and he's been so kind to the show you know ever since the beginning and he has agreed to give away raffle away one of these die cast cars so if you remember we did a little trivia question it was like what was the steepest bank on a NASCAR track and if you knew the track which one it was right so we got seven responses Ooh. okay so here's what I need you to do Connor you just need to pick a number one through seven. And that is how we're going to determine who wins the Diamondback Land Surveying diecast. Mm. Don't say eight. Ten. This isn't no. hard. Four, it four, take four, 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 four. It was a joke. It was four. It was a, a dramatic pause. Four. I, I appreciate the dramatic pause. Number four, we have, oh, friend of the show, of course, uh, Jacob Rougeau. Oh. We, we, we know him by Jake because he's a friend, but he's been on the show before and uh, he came up with the right answer. Actually, there's a little bit of controversy because you could Google it and you might find it like the banking is 33 degrees and you can find it the banking is 36 degrees. A little bit of a, uh, it was a gray area. So I allowed 33 or 36 and the track with the steepest baking was uh, Talladega. 
Oh. Super Speedway, Super Speedway. Because if you think about it, because I, I remember last last week, you're like, oh, I think it's going to be Dover or something Bristol. like that. Bristol. Bristol, that's right. Yeah. Which those are like the short tracks, yeah. right? So, so think about it. You know, if you're going slow, you don't need as much banking. But on those Super Speedways, you need all the banking you can get. Do you watch NASCAR? I love it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't ask me like to name 10 drivers, but I do watch. I, wa- I watch F1, actually. I like F1. My, my favorite my favorite with NASCAR was uh, Junior back in the day. And back like the day, junior, yeah. junior in Talladega was yep. phenomenal, For phenomenal sure. driver. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Good stuff there. Um, Connor, you're up once again. Shout out to this week's friend of the program. Just coincidentally, it, it happens to be... Uh, Diamondback Land Surveying. Yeah, the man, the man, the myth, the legend, Diamondback yes. Land Surveying. Diamondback Land Surveying LLC provides complete surveying, mapping, and construction staking solutions for residential, commercial, and public works projects. Diamondback is a firm made up of highly skilled professional land surveyors with over 200 years of experience in public land surveying system uh, and construction surveying. Their survey teams take great pride in being professional in all aspects of their work and emphasize one-time service that may maintains an excellent reputation in the construction and development communities by consistently providing top-notch services to our clients. Uh, visit www.diamondbacklandsurveying.com. They are dedicated to building and maintaining an excellent reputation, and I can attest to it. Uh, working with Trent on different projects and those type of things, uh, great reputation, great people to work with. Right, Kent? Oh, no question. And a little funny uh, Trenkeen story for you. He sends me a text today and he's like, you know, how was Geo Week and all that stuff? And uh, he's like, I'm going to, to Disneyland. It's uh, it's like couples day tonight or tomorrow night or something at Disneyland. And I'm like, dude, you're at Disneyland more than you're in the office. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Like, what is with you? I don't get it. And he's like, well, how do you think I've stayed married for 20 years? You know? And I'm like, oh my God, I guess my first marriage needed more uh, Disneyland in it. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, all right, time for the dr- <laughs> Trimble. Trimble Geospatial Weekly Words of Wisdom. And we always try to make this a topical thing. So the first one is Jimmy Carter. So this is a great quote, and it's going to go along with our episode this evening. Excuse me. In forests, mountains, swamps, or waterways, I also gain a renewal of perspective and a sense of order, truth, patience, beauty, and justice. You like that, Manny? I do. That's good, right? And this is a kind of a fun one, and I'm I'm not going to tell you who said this, but I guarantee you guys know who it is. This one goes like this. Vegetarians are cool. All I eat are vegetarians, except for the occasional mountain lion steak. Do you remember who that is? No. Do you, do you know who it is? I don't know Probably who that does. is, but I've heard that. Do you, do you know? No, I don't know. Ted Nugent. Oh. <laughs> yes. He's the best. I love Ted Nugent. Great quote by Ted Nugent there. All right. Let's catch up with, uh, well, it's just you and I tonight, Connor. What's new with you since uh, our last meeting? No, oh, I've been, I've been 12, I mean, you got me into watching curling now. Ah. I'm invested in this whole thing. Yes. I mean, we, all, we, we know that I talk about sports betting and stuff. So now this is a new rabbit hole that I've gotten into and trying to figure out, Love which, it. Is, which is fun. Um, other than that, not too much. I mean, since last week, I've, I'm, I'm excited that the Open's here. Oh, Golf is starting back week. up. Huge week. Huge um, week. It should be a holiday in, in, the, in the Valley for sure. Because oh, yeah. nobody works this week. Yeah, and, and it's just a shit show. I heard it's going to be one of the biggest uh, events, or one be. of the biggest golf events ever. I think it will, because the weather's going to be beautiful. Um, yeah. COVID is over, at least in my eyes, and everybody, <laughs> everybody's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be incredible. There's a, Parking around there is going to be an absolute nightmare. No. I actually took a lift here from the airport, and I was talking to the lift driver. I'm like, dude, you are, you are 
teed up to have, well, no pun intended, to have an <laughs> unbelievable week. This is going to be incredible. And he's like, well, they changed it up this year. So just see, do you guys go to the Open? I don't have you no, been? but we drove by on the way back from Lake Pleasant, and okay. the amount of cars Crazy. and tents was insane. It's yeah, unbelievable. It was, it was insane. So what they're doing this year, they changed it up. So like if you take a Lyft or an Uber or something like that, they drop you off at Westworld yeah. and shuttle you to yep. the course. They used to drop you off oh, like wow. at the course. So, But I get it. I mean, they're just trying to improve on the traffic flow and everything. Pro, pro tip, just walk north. Uh, on like it's right off of Hayden and like it's a green side I forget what the road is but it, you walk out of the open and you head north kind of towards the 101 you can call an Uber there so I've, I've been to the Dude, to the open a couple times. You just so. provided zero value with that statement. <laughs> you didn't mention any street names. You're like, walk out, go north, get an north, Uber. While, it's, while the sun's down, find north. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. like, like going going out, it's, it's tough. It's really tough because I lived this right This is your th- third show. It's free game now, right. buddy. Oh, I know, I know. But I lived I lived at the core right next to the open uh, yeah. la- like two years ago, and it's it's just a nightmare to go. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, uh, they have parking down at Talking Stick, by the way. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. I live now by Talking wow. Stick, and oh, they've got waste management. there. Yes. That's a good idea. That's ah. a good idea. Maybe I'll meet you there Friday. Oh, mm. maybe. All right. Um, uh, what's new with you? One last thing. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, I just literally got back two hours ago from uh, Geo Week 2022. It was held in Denver this year. It's my first in-person um, conference in like two and a half years. So it was awesome. It was just, just great to see people. Everyone's inter- like more than willing to interact. It was just like a very festive atmosphere. And the conference itself, I'd never been to that one before. Unbelievable. So anyone that's listening, if you get a chance to go to Geo Week, go next year. It's amazing. It's, the technology is unbelievable. I was talking before it's the show. It's open to the public. Then. It would be, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what I found out, I mean, fortunately, I was in a booth from one of our sponsors, and they kind of paid for everything. But... I was talking to this one guy who also has a podcast and he's like, listen, if you tell them you have a podcast and you're developing content, you know, for your show, you can get in for free as press. Oh. And this guy's like, I do it all the time at like baseball games and all this stuff. He's like, I just tell them I'm press. And they're like, what do you do? And like, I got a podcast. And he gets like press passes to get into stuff. Yeah, look at the hat. We might, got we might have to start <laughs> taking advantage uh, of this. Press passes at the open? I have, ooh, I have no <laughs> idea. Those are probably all spoken for at this point, I would have to imagine. But what, uh, what was that contraption? So so Kent sent me a picture of like, he looked like Mr. Robotic on top. Like, yeah. what, like explain that device. So yeah, it's a, it's a wearable scanner, basically. And you strap it on. It's not that heavy, really. It's probably... 20 pounds, it looks heavier than what it is. And you walk around and it's just constantly collecting, it's scanning 360 degrees wherever you are. And it's essentially creating a a, a digital twin. I mean, that's the big thing now. Everybody's talking about digital twins and the metaverse and all this stuff. And it's creating a a digital twin of wherever you are. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it looks cool. And of course, you know, spot the Boston Dynamic dog there with the Trimble scanner mounted on it. But that was there and just like monster drones and high hydrogen power, powered drones and it was my head was spinning i gotta be honest with you i'm like i think i try to keep up with all this stuff but it's hard to keep up with everything even manny in your line of work is probably hard to keep up with everything i can i'm I, way behind, I, <laughs> way behind. <laughs> I can hardly keep up with trimble's doing let's, and trimble's uh, does some cool things speaking of manny let's get our guest in here so our guest this evening is manny chi yeah. uh born and raised in phoenix attended arizona state university and got a did you get a degree Ooh. in like business and tourism or yeah, something like that tourism. that's yeah. interesting it kind yeah. of fits Barely made it. Barely uh, skated out of it. It could be worse. You could have went to U of A. Uh, did yes. you watch last last night's game, though? I mean, come on now. We just ran the doors off of ASU. I, I, 
I, it's I, fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we don't need to go down that path. I had, one, I had one at U of A and one at ASU, so I'm in the middle, which is good. Uh, Although hobbies, he says bear down every day. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a tattooed on my hip, as a matter yeah. of fact. Uh, hobbies include fishing, wing shooting, big game hunting, mountain biking, spear fishing, free diving, scuba, snowboard and skiing, cooking, foraging, weight training, dog life. He has a new dog. New dog, yeah. And in the name again? Opie. Opie, all right. Opie. Opie the, and, uh, the half Australian cattle dog and half German shepherd oh wonder. My goodness. When I met you, you had Hemi. Yes. Hemi was a rock star. Yeah, he was. Best he dog was ever. Yeah. Uh, also appreciates and enjoys shooting. And I made this word up just because uh, it's fun. Archering. Archering. <laughs> basically, <laughs> like he, said, he said this, basically anything that ends in ING. Ooh. Is what he enjoys doing. Yeah. His full time gig, and I'm so jealous. Uh, what he's incredibly passionate about is being a fishing guide, uh, as well a little hunt guiding mixed in there as well. So, uh, and from personal experience, let me tell you, Manny is a freaking blast. Not only is he, you know, <laughs> get you on fish, he's just such an incredible human being, which we're all going to figure out here in just a minute. Oh, His yeah. other passions include canine and human bond. Super interesting. <laughs> oh. Outdoor appreciation, history of mankind, ancient civilizations, and our story of anthropology. Yeah. You're like the I, most interesting man in the world. Yeah, I almost, uh, I was almost, I was in school for anthropology. Do you and really? And then like at the last minute, I I got scared and thought like, oh, like the reality of this stuff is I'm just going to end up being like <laughs> at Mesa Community College teaching school. Like yeah. I'm not going to actually be out there digging like these super interesting, right. you know, uh, Ross Keller. guests that you've had. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be out there <laughs> digging up like ancient fossils and this and that. I'm going to be like in yeah. school. Yeah. And I got scared and like decided to like stop and move into uh, business and tourism. Yep. But then later I came to find out like I was one class away from getting at least my minor in anthropology, which okay. would have been cool. But I, I love it. Yeah. Wow. Then, that's like, so cool, man. Such a diverse list of interests. <laughs> I wish that was my interest list. That's what happens when you don't know what to do in life. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. I'm like, I need an interest list like that. Oh, geez. It's not beneficial. Trust me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, quick little icebreaker question. If you could um, spend three hours drinking beers with one person, dead or alive, who would that be? Oh, my. Um. Anybody come to mind? Right now, I guess, uh, like, Randall Carlson okay. is on my mind right now. Who's Randall Carlson? He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast a oh, lot. Oh, really? He's, uh, yeah, he's the guy with the whole, uh, you know, the North American uh, deluge of the, okay. you know, the, the ice tines. Like this, oh, uh, really? The, when I was a kid, it was kind of, a lot was, like, on the dinosaurs, mm -hmm. right? And, like, the, the meteor that ended them. Yep. And then it just kind of like skipped over the whole era of like what happened in North America. Yep. And and like you see it, I've been fortunate enough to go to Africa and go on a safari there. And you see the difference of like there's animals everywhere. There's multiple species of them. It's, it's yeah. a flourishing like fauna. And, and you go here and it's like, oh, I'm going deer hunting and I'm going to see one coos deer like in a yeah. Yeah. 10 days of hiking it's the worst off. wow and like That's there's crazy. just like where's the animals here yeah and you think like well maybe this is just how it is but no like something happened where our megafauna got wiped out and huh. and it, it really did and i think that we're you know we're basically living in like the crap side of it like it's interesting a, you know so yeah, well, that's why I love listening to his stuff where it's yeah. like kind of explaining it all. And, okay. and, you know, that ended the last ice age and what really happened. And 
you know, in my times, of course, they want to blame humans. Yep. Oh, the, you know, the humans came through uh, through Alaska <laughs> and with their spears and, and little axes, they wiped out all the fuck because that's what humans do. You yeah, know, that's all we're good for, right. wiping shit out. And it's like, no, man, like, he, let me give you a spear and go try to wipe out all the deer, you know, yeah. like, or wipe out all the elk. Like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Even with our rifles, we can't do it. So, oh, my gosh. Know, yeah, I, that's what. what one I thing I love that you said now. there is most people are like, it's just the way it is. They don't question it. Yeah. You know, where yeah. you, you've taken it to a whole nother level just there in the last 30 seconds. And uh, I opened my eyes to what could have possibly happened. And it, it does make you question. But like you said, you know, you've had the opportunity to travel around the world and do these really cool things. And most people don't get that opportunity, you know, yeah. and therefore they don't even know to question it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just think, well, this is the way nature is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's Before we get on the fun stuff, I, I want to, I know you have a really cool family story. Your family's a huge part of your life. Um Talk about that. Talk about your upbringing just a little bit. Um, I guess so. My parents are originally from Mexico. Going back a little further than that, it's China and oh, Mexico. Wow. What and, part of Mexico? Uh, uh, so my mom is from Aguascalientes, which is uh, kind of central Mexico. My father is, uh, he, he was born and raised in the north, but originally that part of the family actually was the Chinese part that came in through Oaxaca, southern Mexico. Okay. And like my family still has the original boat ticket from that Whoa, and it's that from awesome. Oaxaca which even now going to Oaxaca is like going back in time imagine back then you know three generations ago it's like how did you end up there like what but they were running from the people's revolution and making his way to here and then and then making his way up so what like generation to, does that put like like when when did they migrate generation from B. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so like i'm 44 my dad is like in his 70s so uh so like your grandfather was the one that migrated it would be then? the great grandfather oh, great -grand okay yeah the yeah. great grandfather so if somebody was smart enough to know when the people's revolution in china was like you could yeah. figure that out ah. i'm kind of <laughs> uh, not good with numbers <laughs> yeah that is so cool um so tell me talk about your parents a little bit oh so they um you know, they, they uh, both went to medical school in Guadalajara. They met there, fell in love, and uh, finished school, and then went to Minnesota, of all places. Minnesota? Like, in a Volkswagen Beetle that my mom was able to buy. They were they would, like, sell them at a lesser price to – she was a nurse. Okay. And she got it under this program, and they got married, and then drove to Minnesota. And, you know, these people had never seen the snow – like in their lives. Why, so why, what was the idea behind that? Uh, because he had like some kind of friend or connection there uh -huh. that was able to like get him a job at the university of Minnesota. Okay. And uh, so he, he was studying there like the research department for medical stuff. And they were there for three years. Um, I was born against all odds. My mom was actually on the pill. No way. And I swam through. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I found a way. Super and, like, key. He's a co-host <laughs> salmon. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's why he likes fishing like, so much apparently like my dad got a couple job offers one was here at the uh at the well back then it was called the indian you know hospital but you know yeah, it'd be the yeah. native american hospital sure and uh it was like either here texas or california i believe and uh he chose here because we're four hours away from his hometown in mexicali and uh, okay <laughs> but, but in mexicali um, I know a lot started there, I guess, because my grandfather was a super outdoorsman. Uh, he loved, like, he would take them fishing and hunting there. And, like, they would just, at that time, I guess it was legal to just throw kids in the back of the truck and, like, shoot anything that flies. Yeah. So it was waterfowl. They have pheasants down there. They have a massive population of wild pheasants, um, dove, quail, 
everything, you know, bunnies, anything that moved. Yeah. <laughs> is Coos, and, uh, Coos runs down in that area, right? It does More not. towards Nogales. Uh, yeah, it's like to the Sonora section okay, of it. But uh, in Baja, it, uh, it does not over there. They have the sheep over there. But oh, they, okay. they did not hunt sheep. But um, he was super outdoorsman and even had, like, he, he loved animals. They always had dogs. They had birds. They had uh, frog, like toad frogs to eat. Like yeah. this guy, you know, Chinese food and, and they eat everything and including the hooves. And like, they always had a lot of stuff. But I never got to meet my grandfather. I mean, I did, but he, I was only five years old. Okay. Or we, ten, we made the number. It was actually six years old when he passed away. Okay. So I never really got to like learn that side of things from him. But I got to learn it from my father. And uh, he was always, he's amazing with a shotgun. Like yeah. he's the best, probably one of the best shots I've ever seen. That's and awesome. uh, definitely grew up at a very young age with the wing shooting. And the fishing, he like, he was a subsistence fisherman in, in Minnesota. They okay. were extremely broke when they were there. And uh, they, they tell me that like, yeah, they used to go to like Lake Minnetonka and, and like fish for panfish. Okay. And that's what they would eat. Wow, and like the extent of my dad's knowledge of fishing was here's a bobber here's like a little split (laughs) shot and then here's a hook and a piece of corn and like that's all he knew and where where we live here in the uh in the dobson ranch like they have a system of ponds and that was where it all started for me as far as fishing okay um but it was just that was it like that's the setup i can teach you yeah have fun and i don't know how <clears throat> i just kept on with it like i i loved it mm-hmm. i remember the first time that i saw a largemouth bass was with these these i walked by these like slightly older older kids and they had a bucket i look in the bucket and i'm like okay well that's a bluegill that's a bluegill but <laughs> what is that like mean looking green thing with like this upturned <laughs> mouth and it looked all pissed off and it wasn't even that big but it just looked so different to me and i was like, I was like what's that yeah and they said it's a bass Bass, wow, does it eat like the corn too? And they kind of like, <laughs> no, dude, it doesn't eat corn. <laughs> like, it eats these like rubber worms and they like yeah. hold up this like jelly looking rubber worm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, what is that thing? Like, is, is that real? You know, like, it's, it's a fake rubber worm. And yeah. like, I don't know, that started it for me. Back then, there was a store called Yellow Front that was by the house. Okay. And uh, like Lucky's Supermarket, you know, they had a fishing section. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always like going to my mom. You know, I had no choice. I, my, I got dragged to the supermarket. And uh, I would always like, I need this and this. And I need this and that. <laughs> and apparently, like, I always chose the wrong colors. Like, I was like, this color looks cool. I bet those bass eat it. No, they don't. They just, I should have just picked white. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I would have done a lot better if I was just picked white. Uh, um, but for years, I just got skunked. But I like, loved going. I'd go on my yeah. bike. And, you know, the system of ponds is right in the area. And uh, I don't remember, like, the first bass I caught. But yeah. I can remember pretty far back. And I can remember when things finally started picking up for me where when I heard about this thing called the Sluggo. Okay. Yep. And the, the Sluggo was this like uh, basically like a, a fluke style bait, what we call it now. It's like a soft jerk bait. And uh, I, I throw it out and kind of like, oh, how does this thing like, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what to do yeah. with this. But yeah. I start like kind of <laughs> jerking in and it, it throws side to side. Yeah. Choom, 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 and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this bass just came up and smashed it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, like I'm hooked. Yeah. And, and that's like, what I'm throwing I, every time that, now. Yeah. That, that's all it is. Right. Like hey, year round, we can just do this. But that yeah. was the, that was like the first bait that really turned it on for me. But for so long, I was so bad at it. You know, I, yeah. I really don't, I, it's just one of those things that 
I think you have the passion for it and the love for it, or you sure. don't. I mean, I always loved animals. We always, when we would travel, like my parents would always take us to like the zoo, the museum of natural history, uh, like a, a lot of like animal based stuff. So I always had this uh, really, honestly, it wasn't like the casting or the, the being out in nature. It was grabbing these fucking fish by the mouth, like oh, just yeah, grabbing yeah. this thing and holding it. Like <laughs> it's this wild animal and I'm sitting here holding it in my hand. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Like yeah. I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Like maybe at that time we ate most of them, you know. But some of right. them got let go too. I guess. Sure. You know, like so that. That was like the beginning of it for me. So how did it? And that's a great story. But when did it? When did the, like the switch get flipped? And you're like, I can make a career out of this. Because well, talk about an evolution. I mean, you started out. I mean, everybody start somewhere, and that's an awesome story. Um, yeah. But my goodness, where you've taken it to now? Right. Like, well, I I think it's because like uh, I was my dad always, uh, you know, as my dad started making more money, he was a general surgeon out here. He started making more money and started being able to go on more adventures, more hunts, mm -hmm. more. Um, he started seeing like my passion for this fishing. And, mm -hmm. and luckily I had a father that catered to that. And like, that's why I love like now guiding kids with their fathers that, that take them out on this because it like takes me back. And it it means so much that, you know, my dad didn't my dad doesn't even like fishing he doesn't have the patience for it he hates it he just like he doesn't but he saw that like well this is what you love so let's do this and uh from a young age he would he would like i remember our first trip guide trip ever was uh actually for fly fishing in colorado and uh i think it's called like nine mile canyon or something like that or oh. 11 mile canyon or, and uh <clears throat> like we went and i remember we caught one or two fish it was super cold and my, you know my mom waited in the car and <laughs> It was, it was, you know, not a, an amazing experience, but for me, it was everything. But from then on, like, you know, we started going on hunts. We started going on other fishing trips. So I knew from a young age, like, hey, this is something that people do. There's yeah. actually this thing called guiding. Um, it's, you know, magazines back then. Like, I would go to these stores and collect these magazines. And while well, I'm taking a shit, I'd be watching, looking, looking at all these magazines. And, like, it, it was, uh, I always knew that there was this industry and yeah. this market and this world you know, uh, I put it together, I guess, you know, I knew that there was, hey, there's the stores sell these baits. The stores have this fishing section like yeah. I got it. It wasn't as uh, alien to me as it is to a lot of other people that like, what's a fishing guide? Like, what? What are you talking sure. about? You take people fishing? You know, I, yeah. I hear it all. But, you know, yeah, I just I knew from a young age, there's people that do this. There's lodges. There's like mini, you know, almost like a hotel where you go and you just fish. Like I caught on very early that this is an actual deal. Like there's something to do. And. And uh, one of the other things, like, I, I told my dad, like, Dad, the reason I'm not catching fish is because I need to get on the water. Like, this shore fishing uh, is uh, yeah. bullshit. Like, this isn't working. <laughs> this is the reason that I'm not catching it. It's not because I don't know shit. Like, so buy I me need, a boat. I need one of those Seymour inflatable boats to get out there, <laughs> and then I can start hammering fish. And he's like, hell no, I'm not, you're an idiot. You're going to put, you're going to stick a hook in that thing. Oh, you're yeah. going to sink in there. My son's going to die at the Dobson ranch pond. Like <laughs> you're, you're not like, no. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I make these aluminum boats, uh, you know, a canoe, like, no, you're going to, you don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it, it went from that to like, well, let's go look at like aluminum boats at, at Tempe Marine was the place at the time. Oh, okay. And, and I remember going to there and, like, just <gasps> being, like, amazed by these boats they had. They had aluminum boats. They had these fiberglass boats. They're all fucking glittery, you know. Like, yeah. it was just, oh, man, this is awesome. And 
the guy talked my dad into from like, well, you don't want an aluminum. You want this Ranger bass boat. Like, oh. and, and my dad was like, well, I think you're fucking right. You know, like, yeah, I don't want to be <laughs> tipping sales, over in this salesman thing. Like, and a half. You know, yeah. So he like, he got us into this Ranger bass boat. And all of a sudden my dad's out there trying to figure out how to, you know, we're trying to figure out how to launch this thing, how yeah. to get it in the water, how to yep. get it out of the water. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, we were definitely that, 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 those people to watch at the ramp, which is right. screaming and yelling. And my dad, dad blah, 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 you know, in Spanish, and I'm like this little kid, like, Oh, I'm trying to get it on the ramp. Right? But <laughs> now you can ask anybody. I'm pretty damn good at it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Uh, it, it started with that. And then, so he had this friend in the medical industry, um, Mark Edelman, who he found out like, Oh, you do this bass fishing thing. And this guy fished tournaments at okay. the time. And he didn't, he had like daughters, but he didn't have a son. Yep. And I think that might've sparked it in him that like, oh, your kid loves this shit. Like, let's take him out. And so he used to take us out, whether it was in our boat or his boat, he had a champion boat at oh, the yeah? time. Yep. And we would go to like Alamo Lake, San Carlos at the time. Uh, I think we would go to Roosevelt before like the dam got put in, before it was bigger. Wow. Roosevelt, uh, actually Saguaro was one of like the least ones we went to, but he was the one that like really, he knew what he was doing. So we would catch tons of fish. Okay. And, and some of these techniques that I would like see in the magazines, like I kind of knew I had heard about them, but he like put them into play for me. And that also from the beginning sparked it into me that like, fuck, I want to be Mark one day. Like I want to teach some kid how to do this one day. I want to be that guy that yeah. like takes a kid out and shows him, turns his life upside down yeah. and like, and, and shows him. And like to this day, you know, I still like, I found Mark on like Facebook and stuff and mm -hmm. like, Mark, look what I'm doing now. You know, that's he's awesome. like, I'm so proud of you. And you know, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, so that, that's what, again, like turned this like dial on for me about like guiding. Yeah. And like, I, I realized like, Hey, this is something that can be done. And then, um, yeah, I ended up doing, you know, business and tourism in college because sure. I kind of thought like, well, whether it's in the fishing or the hunting world, there's definitely more money in hunting. Like, <laughs> I got the wrong one. Yeah. But like, there's, you know, uh, I, I always kind of went towards like, it's got to be something in that. Or at least I can go work at like Motel 8, you know, like, yeah. you know, like we'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out. <laughs> Plan B. Yeah. It's the fishing lodge. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That so was kind of how what, it all got started. Yeah. What? So what do you, what what creates joy for you? I mean, what like what do you take from it that makes you want to go back? For me, day it's just uh, putting people on fish. Really, yeah. like I, I, you know, and people ask me like, "Oh, you must hate this. Like, hate seeing people not, you know, catch them, or or like it must be frustrating for you to just not grab the rod." And it's like, you know, I've I've already done it. Like, I've already yeah. caught the big bass. I've already caught all kinds of shit all over the world. You know, yeah. like I've already got to experience it. Like. It's not about that anymore for me. It's about putting people on that and experiencing you know, putting that my same. girlfriend on her first white bass. Like yeah. we did that today. Yeah. Like it, it's for me, it's about the other people on there experiencing that, you know, and what it turned into was people coming from actually all over the world, Spain, yeah. California, New York, coming here and being like, I've never caught a bass this big coming here and boom, here's an eight pound bass in your hands. Like now that's now the biggest bass that you've caught. Yeah. And now you have this knowledge and how to use this certain bait, how to use this technique. And you can go home and like, I get off on seeing them go home and you know, now there's Instagram and all yep. this. So I, they go home and now they start like popping the biggest fish in their state and For like, sure. you know, the biggest fish they've ever caught. And they're like becoming something over there now. Yeah. And, uh, that is what it is. Like, yeah. it's that, you know, are, are you it's, big it's into like the, 
Are you big into like the educational piece too? Then when you're like out on the uh, water, yeah. I mean, I, I I guess I am because like it, it it's definitely a it's everything. Yeah, it's a huge uh, you know what we like what I specialized in the swim bait trophy bass fishing. It's it's a it's a completely different animal that you're chasing in a completely different way than what you learned at first on like how to catch fish. It's kind of a progression. You start with like, oh, I just want to go out and catch fish. I don't care what size or what you know just want to catch some of these damn bass yeah get my hand slimy get the line wet like that's just what i want and then from there you kind of like hmm, okay these things actually grow really fucking big yeah. and like there's a way to like target those big things the big ones yeah fucking guy manny chio or that like with his dog looks yeah. like he's having the time of his life yeah like I, and he's a guy he like let's go with him like <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of how it is yeah yeah um, it, it's definitely like a uh, highly educational you know, deal. Or uh, even if yeah. it's just like a tune-up. Yeah. It's the I, Dr. Dre tune-up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you may not be yeah. sure. Like, you may uh, have this bait, but you're not sure how to work it, how to cast it, where to cast it, where to work it. Well, uh, let me show you the way I do it, and it seems to work pretty damn good. Yeah. And, like, and, and it's like a tune-up. I think one of the greatest times that I've had fishing was we went on the Rogue River in Oregon, and we were oh. uh, salmon fishing. Mm, and, like, we nice. took a we took a guide. And, like, I've, I've, I've fished the Rogue over the course of my time, and, like, wow. I think the one of the best pieces though was like taking a guide out there because it is that educational that tune-up kind of totally you know where it's like it's like ah, that was worth more money than i even spent on it it sure. was it was such a blast so yeah you learn something new from all of them and and again yeah. i'm very lucky that my dad exposed me to multiple guides growing up both in the fishing and the hunting world and and it's yeah you take something from every little one and and it, it may be something that's in the salt water a whole other different type of beast but there's something you can apply back home to what you're doing and, and you can figure out how to like apply it to what you do. And, and it's a, and it's addictive. Yeah. And it you takes know, a like, lifetime like to you learn and you're always learning. Yeah. It's never for sure. <laughs> no question. All the time. Now. I, could, I could put in, I could put in like an ebook or like a, or a podcast on my, on my headphones and go wading through the river. Yeah. Like for, for hours, for hours and not even care. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's a retreat. Like nothing else. Really. I almost missed a plane one time. Oh. Like that. In the Yukon, um, we went sheep hunting uh, for stone sheep. And and there was the, the Yukon River goes through town. And um, I went out there and I was like, oh, well, I brought my fly rod. I'm going to go fish for like these grayling. I found out there's grayling in huh. there. This like beautiful uh, fish, trout-like fish, but it's from the char family, the big fin, iridescent colors. And I was like, I'm going to go catch some of these. And I'm out there and I did. I caught some of those. It was great. But then, like, off in the distance, it was, like, the first day that, like, the salmon rolled in. Oh, wow. So I see these, like, salmon roll, and they, it's kind of like, you know, horses. Like, you see their, their like, midsection fin and then the tail. And I was like, oh, shit, the salmon are here. Like, I, this is the only chance I've ever had to fish for salmon or anything like that. So I'm, like, trying to, like, get it to him, get it to him, get it to him. And I'm looking at my <laughs> watch. This is pre-digital days. And I just had an analog watch, and I see that it's, like, Oh, it's like nine, ten. You know, I don't know. But over there, it, we were there at a time when like the sun doesn't go down all the way. Mm -hmm. It just stays in like evening. Yep. So I just thought like, oh, it's evening. Oh, it's evening. Oh, it's evening. Turns <laughs> out like our flight was even like six a.m. My dad's like freaking out in the in the hotel at like five a.m. Like, where is this guy? Where is this guy? I'm thinking like, <laughs> hey, like you said, I lost track. I'm total track of time. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I still like uh, I got done. I finally gave up on the salmon. Didn't catch one, and I was like. Oh, like the bars are still open. There's still like people out. Like, so I go to a bar, I have a beer 
There's a bunch of like total drunks, you know, there. Like, it's like 4 a.m. <laughs> and my dad's freaking out. And he like goes down to like the little lobby of this little motel that we're in. And, and he's like, I don't know where my son is. And like, the, I guess the lady was like, oh, don't worry. He probably met a girl out here. That's what happened with my son. And, you know, he stayed out here. Like, he's like, like what? Hangover three. My mother's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this can't happen. And I just, you know, casually stroll up to the hotel. Yeah. And he's just like, you son of a bitch! Like we're, like, we're leaving now! Like, oh shit! It's it's actually like PM, you know, AM. You like not fished PM. overnight, basically. I fished all night. Yeah. <laughs> I find true fishermen stories like the greatest. So I went, I went out like on a, it was like a bachelor party, or like it was right before the wedding, and so I, I was a family friend of mine, and uh, we're out golfing. And one of the best or the groomsmen was, is this huge fisherman up in Washington. And so it doesn't golf at all. Next thing you know, I see him coming up in a golf cart that I guess somehow <laughs> finagled into it. And I see him fishing the ponds and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, like you're out on, we're in clay Ellum, Washington, like in a nice resort area. Like he's, he's fishing, fishing the ponds the and like, oh, yeah. it's kind of like Rangers out there. And he's like, ah, I'm just fishing. It's fine. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like not a worry. Yeah. When you have the, buck, oh, every body of water is like, I wonder what's in there. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Is, I would cast from here. Curious. Like, well, we gotta try that. Oh, look, there's a tree. Yeah. In there. Oh, I can throw it under the tree. Like it's Everybody of water is like, I'm yeah. gonna, I need to figure out what's in there. <laughs> yeah. So I will say from personal experience, myself and uh, my stepfather, Bob, we refer to him as Chicago Bob on the show, uh, have, have gone out with Manny a couple times. Yeah. And we the first time we went out, we were just like, we will never fish with anybody else except for Manny. It's oh, man. so <laughs> much freaking fun. He's, you know, just like he's story after story. And the, you asked him about the educational side of things. And it is like an education, like in between stories. It's an education the whole time. And I think last time we were out, you, you even talked about like hunting javelina and cooking a javelina in a hole that you yeah. made or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was after the javelina hunt. Like, it was yeah. like this crazy story. Still have like, like legs in the freezer. <laughs> and it's like, it's so much fun that even if you don't catch a fish, you don't really care because you had four hours of like the best time you've had in months, you know? It's incredible. Yeah, get used to it because the fishing sucks now out here. So the first time I waited ever in a river, I almost I almost died. I almost got I almost got drug under a log. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm living with my girlfriend's brother at the time, like having an internship. We're on uh, the Snoqualmie River in Washington. And next wow. thing you know, like I'm in like size 15 boots. I'm like a size 13 shoe. Like, so I'm like two sizes too big, all this stuff. And I go through and I, I'm like falling under a log and he comes and catches me like this heroic movement. But like to your point, yeah, it was probably the most miserable thing because I'm in May, right. water's cold, still best time of my life. Yeah. Like that's what hooked me on fishing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Still, like the, You've been so in some crazy. big rivers. <laughs> You've, been, so. You've been lucky to be in some famous yeah. waters. Yeah. That's awesome. Stupid. <laughs> so before we go any further, we do have a lot more to get to. I, so Chicago Bob gave oh. me a Christmas gift to give to you. No so way. I've had this in my house for a couple yeah, months now. You, and he's like, make sure you give it to Manny. And I, oh, I want to wow. see, well, I want to hear anyways what his reaction Let's is. So go ahead, go ahead and open that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what's in there myself. I, I even haven't peeked at it yet. Sure. It's true. What is it? I'm trying a little. Dun, 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 dun. I'm sure it's unique. Whoa. Ah, Whoa. How cool is that? It says Manny Chi Outdoors. It's a wooden 
It's a glass, glass right? Yeah. Like a wooden shot glass. Pour some whiskey in there. I'm going to pour this whiskey in there. There you go. Just like that. Let's put that thing to use. Oh, shit. Okay. It almost filled it up. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It's a full he, shot. He made this probably? He made it out. Yeah. He made this by He got hand. into woodworking. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Hold on. That is crazy. Isn't that cool? Wow. Thank you so much, Bob. This is yeah, it's awesome. This is the kind of stuff that so I cool. really like. like yeah, one of a kind. Human made. You'll have it forever. Wow. Yep. He's like first, the first drink out of it. Here we go. Oh, if he doesn't get concussed on the microphone. It's delicious. <laughs> it makes it taste even better. Even well, better. This is how whiskey it? should be drank. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. That's awesome. Wow. So, and there's like there's like a strip of blue. Yeah, like he puts like some sort of yeah turquoise in, in there and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Wow. Thank so cool. You. Thank you so much, Bob. This means a lot. That's awesome. That's really neat. All right. Let's thank get on with this. I thought that was a good good stopping point to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, though, real, real fast, too, yeah. with Manny. It's like, how, how do you, how can we, like, hire you for a guide? Because uh, for personal use. <laughs> yeah. like, this, this is a personal question, all right? Like, I'm yeah. not even, this is not a marketing plug. Like, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> so I, I have a website, mannychi.com, easy to find. Uh, Instagram, mannychi. Uh, I don't use Facebook much anymore, but that I used don't to think be anybody like a, does. Yeah, it used to be a stream <laughs> of like you know trips. Uh, yeah. Now I try to stay off there, but uh, yeah, you just websites, Instagram, text. I you know all my info's on there. I don't really get that much spam. So <laughs> I'm just good. curious. Yeah, yeah. no, for my own personal you. use. Perfect time for the right, plug. Right. <laughs> and it's so interesting because like even when I moved out here, I moved out here from Southern Illinois, and you know, we did a lot of largemouth bass fishing in Southern Illinois. It was great. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's where I got introduced to it. Then coming to Arizona, I'm like, God, I don't even know if you can fish for largemouth in Arizona. I mean, what, right. what people don't realize mm-hmm. when people think about Arizona, they definitely don't think about it as a fishing state. You know, no, they think it's just no. barren desert. They have no and freaking Manila. idea how beautiful the state is and what it has to offer. Yeah. Isn't that the number one species out here is uh, bass to fish for, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. In a, in our lakes, definitely largemouth bass. Um, and I'm just gonna toot my own horn a little here. Please do, right? please like, do. That's why you're here. Before this whole <laughs> swim bait thing. Uh, Arizona was not known as a destination fishing place for large, for giant mm-hmm. bass. And uh, with this whole swim bait thing, we became that. Like, you know, it, I never thought that in my guiding, it would be people coming just to stay with me and come fishing for giant bass to Arizona. Not because like, oh, well, I'm here on a convention. Mm-hmm. I'm here for this other, you know, tourism stuff. Yep. And I just so happened to like do this, but. It became like it, it was. I just hit it at the right. It was like one of those things where like everything fell right. It, I was the right age. I was old enough to not like be completely stupid. I was young enough still to connect with the younger crowd, and it it was at the right time of a like a natural cycle that our fish were going through because these lakes, you know, they go through cycles. Mm. They don't stay like great. You mm-hmm. know, the the fish they get they get big, they get big, and then something happens or just nature changes. But it's, it's a natural cycle that most states go through. Yeah. And it just all happened to line up like that outliers book, you know, like oh, it, yeah. it really like just yep. everything lined up perfect. It was the beginning of social media. Yep. Um, I was savvy enough to know how to use that. I, I got the right sponsors right away. Uh, low down custom rods, Ben Donati, like Swimbait Underground. I, I got with the right people that were also very savvy in that world and, and propelled me. Uh, you know, it wasn't just all me by any means. It was just everything lined up right to where like it, it blew up like yeah. it, and it I still get like weird when people are like did you're a household name in the swim bait world yeah. and I'm like no, shut up come yeah. on like yeah 
Let's talk about swim baits just a little bit because like when I first fished with you and you were pulling out like this monster bait, Mm -hmm. the swim bait, and I've never fished with anything like that before. And the first time you throw it in, you know, into the lake or whatever body water you're on, you start, you know, you start cranking it and you see how realistic these things are. It's like, it's it's almost unfair. Right. And they've become like, talk about how technology has changed fishing in general. Right. Um, So yeah, this, this swim bait thing, I, you know, they say it started in California. Uh, because they kind of had these these lakes, smaller lakes, that they would stock trout for people to catch. It wasn't, you know, with an idea of like bulking up the bass. But these guys started realizing that, hey, those trout are being eaten by bass and it's like making them gigantic. Mm. So they started um, making baits that mimic the trout. And, and it, and it definitely was something that was not being done by any other kind of lure company or anything like that, because Mm -hmm. it was very specific to California. They say that then, uh, some Japanese people caught on to that and they, you know, much like how they say Japanese culture would do like they, they Mm -hmm. took that idea and then they like refined it to Mm -hmm. another level. And, and so now, you know, you have these Japanese lure makers creating these, amazing baits that are painted in amazing ways they're tuned which means the way that it swims the way it uses hydrodynamics to make it pull and go you know glide left and right and swim in a incredibly natural motion um the way that you know it doesn't just fall in the water and just sink down head first they can actually tune them to where they hover at a certain depth like a foot underwater it Mm -hmm. just hovers so it's extremely realistic very natural and then, and then, yeah, you know, with the with the invention of these rods, like low-down custom rods and these reels, like you're able to just with like an accented retrieve, these baits come to life. And, and there's, you know, there's, there's a, a whole different it. ties, but it's it plays on the idea of a certain time of the year when the bass in the winter, they get into a, a you know, it's just a biological thing that they... The weather's cold. The water's colder, so their metabolism slows down. So they eat less, but they eat bigger, so that it you know it takes them longer to metabolize that. So they kind of you know been discovering all of this together, and you have these large baits. They have this amazing draw power. So like when I first brought these baits out, because I I kind of it was when I started my own guide business, and I I knew that like from from a failed retail business <laughs> in, in guns, <laughs> I knew that like okay, first of all, like it's not about like what I want to do, you know, as far as like fishing. It's like what is the market? The biggest market is big bass. Yeah, that's what it is in in the U.S. Sure, um, and and in Arizona, that's what we can offer. So. I like said, okay, how do you catch these big bass? Because nobody around here is really just targeting big bass. The kind of natural progression of a bass angler around here is like, okay, I'm buying a shit ton of baits. I bought a boat. I bought a truck. I got all this money invested. Now I need to go to tournaments. Yeah. And tournaments are not about catching the biggest fish. They're about catching like five of the best fish that you Mm -hmm. can. But you got to catch five. Where this other swim bait thing is more like you look at it over a season. Like I want to catch the biggest bass of my life. And I know it's not going to necessarily happen Every trip or every two or three trips, I have to look at it like over this whole season of like what's what I'm going to accomplish. So that natural progression, you know, kind of keeps ev- most people in this tournament mode yep. where they're like, I don't want to waste my time chasing one giant one. Well, I was like, I'm I'm really good at wasting my fucking time. Like, yeah. I'll do that all day. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I saw um, my buddy Oliver Nye on the early days of Instagram. 
that he was throwing these like certain brands of swim baits of these giant, you know, baits. Yeah. And I started kind of like buying those baits that he had and, and, you know, trying to mimic like, what are they doing with them? What's going on? Yeah. And again, because I've been such an idiot for so long, like I was able to like pick up these baits and kind of quickly realize like, okay, like this bait, this needs to have this kind of action to make it work, to make it swim right. Yeah. Um, and I just, I grinded hard. Like I remember it was a November and I saw, I was lucky enough to be out there on one of these days where they were stocking the trout because they do that here too. Mm -hmm. um, in, in our Salt River chain, they stock trout so that people can go catch the trout. And we had always heard that like, oh yeah, the big bass eat them. So what? Well, I went out one morning and I saw, it was the day after the stocking. And I go to this Butcher Jones Cove at Saguaro Lake. And I get there super early. And it looked like sharks, like we're having a feeding frenzy. Oh, wow. Like I saw trout getting thrown into the air the way that they boil on shad, the little, you know, the yeah. little bait fish, the yep. way they get like, you know, the way you see like, bra bass comes and they like fly everywhere in the air. Yeah. Well, they were doing that with these 10-inch trout, wow. you know, 10, 12-inch trout just flying into the air. It sounded like somebody was dropping, you know, a little child or a bowling ball into the water. Like <laughs> a little ah! child. <laughs> like, there was at one point there was this little kid. Uh, there was two little kids. Like one, you know, the 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 girl was slightly older than the boy, and they were fishing from the shore. And like one of these trout, like like got flurried onto the shoreline, and this big bass comes and like the the second it like makes its way, I'm watching, and the second it makes its way back, like flops its way back into the water. This big bass comes and just bah, like sharks him right in front of the kid, and the kid's like, "Oh my god, that is that!" And the girl's like, "Timmy, get back!" Like, uh, like, you can be that. Eat. You yeah, can be that fish. Like, I mean, there was another time when I saw that same day. Like I saw this uh, a coot, which is like a black diving duck. Mm. Um, there was a trout starts like getting chased, and it starts porpoising on top of the waters. And you see this big wake behind it. This thing's porpoising and it hits the coot. Just, ah! <laughs> it sounded like a pro tennis, like you know, player hitting a, a tennis ball. Just whack! The oh duck's like whack, whack, whack. Like looking around, and then underneath you just see the swirls. Whoosh, like holy shit, that thing just got annihilated. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. This is the shit. This is the shit. This is what I need to figure out. This is what I need to do. This is my shit. Nobody else is really focusing on this. Nobody else is capitalizing on it. Yeah. I'm not saying nobody else is doing it, but nobody else is publicly doing it. Nobody right. else is guiding for it. Nobody else is on Instagram for it. Like, let me get one of those stupid GoPros and, like, yeah. make a video, yeah. make a website, and, like, let everybody know that, like, I'm offering trips out here yeah. for this. What, come to Arizona. What year? What year was this around? Shit, I'm bad. I don't want to. I don't want to date. This is numbers. This is numbers. I've been doing numbers. it for like 10, 11 years now. <laughs> okay, so it's it's ten, eleven years ago. Jeez. And and yeah, and that's awesome. And it just uh, and, and so I made. I remember from at that time I was riding the mountain bikes a lot, mm. and uh, I had you know there was this crew here of people riding the mountain bikes. Well, one of them like designed websites, so I was like, hey Adam, you know, Craze Media. Hey Adam, can you can you help me? Like I, I need to make this website for this guide business and yeah. this and that. And he's like. You know, okay, and he looks through some stuff, and he's, I'm thinking, like, well, okay, it's just pictures and write-ups and, like, you know, lame, boring, like, you know, I'm targeting, like, 80-year-old men. Like, what do I know? <laughs> and he's like, no, dude, like, look, 
He's like, we love you in the mountain biking world. And it's not because you're talented. It's not because you know what you're doing with a mountain bike. You have zero fucking ability. Like, <laughs> but like, you're so much fucking fun. Yeah. Like you, you're like our biggest cheerleader. Like yeah. anytime we do a little bunny hop or something, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, yeah, next, yeah, I'm yeah. next. And you know, I wasn't horrible at it. I was like the middle of the pack, but sure. I wasn't leading the pack either. Right. And uh, so he was like, just like show who you are in your videos. Mm. Like your energy is yep. what we like about you. Like show that through the video. You yeah. don't have to talk. Like you know, don't worry. You don't have to talk. You're not you're like you know. Don't be boring and like hey, this is the swim bait, and you know we're gonna throw it over here. And yeah. Like, <laughs> like forget all that. Yeah. Just put it to some fucking music that you like, some hype shit that you like, and like. Go out there and just film some shit and like make this video and we're gonna put two or three of these videos on your website. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I can't even stand looking at myself. I could definitely can't stand hearing myself talk. Like, all right, I'll do it. And like over that month, I just compiled it all together and I I've never been into like editing videos and all that shit. You know, right. nowadays there's people that are totally into that. I yeah. hated that. Like I was like, get that shit out of here. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with it. But I somehow was like all right. I, you know, I, yeah, I like hip hop and all that. I also like EDM. I grew up in like the rave days out here. And sure. stuff. So like, I was like, well, this song's fucking hype. Like, let me put it to this. And like, and yeah, okay. Let's kind of make things go to the beat. Like when I'm fucking setting the hook, bah, 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 like, you know, the, like let's fucking compile it all. Like first I'm going to be casting and then I'm going to be fucking reeling it in. And then like now it's going to be all these hook sets and then all the fish fighting and then these fucking shoving these big bats and then the camera. I'm like, fuck that. You know, do a pump in my arm. Like, ah! you know, almost falling off the boat and shit. And like, it, like I was, I made this video and apparently like it just ripped the world apart. Like everybody loved it. And that was the Facebook days. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember, like, it got shared just, like, you know, I'm not saying it went viral, but yeah. in, the, in the little fishing world of yeah, ours. For sure. Like, every, it blew up. Yeah. And people, just the comments and shit, people were like, oh, my God. You know, they tagged their friend, like, Joe Butter, let's go fucking fishing now. You know, yeah. tie the boat up, dude, let's go. Like, <laughs> make fishing like, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, like, make fishing cool like, again. Make fishing cool again. <laughs> everyone was just like, dude, I, this makes me want to get back into it. I'm fucking stoked. Like, let's go get skunked. You know, let's go. <laughs> um, so, so I got to say one thing. They blew it up. The way he is right there, he's that exact same way when you fish with him. Like when you get a fish online, he's going nuts like that, dude. I just, he's like your biggest cheerleader. It is awesome. I, I swear, I swear, I'm hiring him. I'm hiring. I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm going fishing with them soon. Oh my god, that is so great. It was, it was so really great. fun. So I got to ask you: Have you ever tried ice fishing? Fuck no. <laughs> wait, wait, seriously? Where? Saguaro or Canyon? Like, what? <laughs> well, no, you mentioned no, Minnesota. I, Minnesota. I, I did, yeah, I could travel. I could travel places. I do have friends that invite me, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, no. Like, no way in hell. Not, not even, like, glamping? Like, nothing like on looks the- sexy about it to me. I, I do hear that, like, oh, okay, well, it's really just a bunch of drinking. Well, we're fucking drinking here at a podcast with you guys. Yeah, like, why would I need to go yeah, to ice fishing to go do that? My, do that. my buddy swears by it, so he's... So he's so he's from my college roommates from Minnesota and his parents went out and bought a lake or like, like a property on a lake. Yeah. And, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so they do I like this dude already. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll have to introduce him. Sam Hansen. He's, he's me and my girls want to go. Yeah. yeah. So, so this guy, his parents, like I, I, his dad, gave, I forget what he was doing. Like he gave up some like white collar career to buy a lake. And yeah. then now they just do ice fishing. And so they go wow, out, like fuck. they put the cabins out on the ice. Oh yeah. 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 And I remember like we Get would be, fucked. Yeah, we'd be going out there and stuff, and like next thing you, 
<laughs> next thing you next thing you know, like like he's like he's like, Yeah, I think my parents are coming, but my dad's gotta test the ice. And I'm like, What do you mean? He goes, Oh yeah, he just walks out there, sees what the depth of the ice is and all this stuff. But they got these cabins that have heaters in oh, them, yeah, yeah. TVs, plasma. So he's 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 a proponent on on this ice fishing thing in Minnesota. Yeah, so I mean it sounds like a lot but I mean you gotta remember too that they live where it's fucking ice. Like, you know, you got to figure something yeah. to do yeah, yeah. when yeah. it's ice. Besides so, curling. How, besides how, curling. Yeah. How yeah. do you monetize <laughs> 10,000 lakes? And make a baby. Ice, fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, how much skill is there in that, you know? Hey, hey. Just Sam, Sam would say a there's hole. a lot of skill. Uh, I, I I hear they, there's some. They skill. use electronics and all that, and they see the fish down there. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like they catch cool shit, but yeah. the gear they use is so stupid. Like, is it, is it our shit, man? Our shit is big. Our rods are big. <laughs> big lines. Like it's badass. Like you look at this stuff. It's like you know, you've seen this yeah, shit. Like it's, it's awesome. sexy. It looks like a freaking katana. You know, like it's the reason awesome. a samurai blade. Like yeah. You know, and these these ice fishing these these little miniature eyes and it's just, yeah. you know, and then, and then there's like little devices that jig it for you so you can piddle. <laughs> With yourself instead of having to do the, you know, instead of having you to watch the football rod, game like, instead yeah, of you're watching your football, football game. Grilling your brats. I fucking hate football, anyways. Like, I, I don't watch anything. So, like, yeah, I, no, it, it, it has its, uh, I, I'm sure if I was, if I would have been born in Minnesota, It'd It'd be the greatest talking about how ice fishing yeah. right now. I'd be like, dude, you fucking bring this thing through the ice. It's the sickest shit ever. And you fucking launch this muskie, you know, bring him up to his face. Ah, oh, yes, you know. There's no fish in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck Arizona. Man. Why would I want to go fish in the desert? They're like, oh, it's all about ice fishing. Like, I would get into they it. They only got so. canals here. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I get it. It seems awesome. That is yeah. one advantage, though. Like, you know, like. Hiring you to guide a you know fishing trip, whatever. The beauty of it is you show up. I mean, it is it is like the most beautiful thing. You show up, right? You got you just basically dressed for the day. Uh, maybe a bag of beef jerky or two, right? I did tell you guys to come naked, but <laughs> nobody <laughs> listens. Uh, Chicago Bob wouldn't do it. So we show up and like, man, he's got the boat in the water already, and he's got this kick-ass boat. You get on there, he takes you to the coolest places on the lake. You know, he pulls out this gear, and you're like, holy shit, I've never fished with shit like that in my life. Yeah. He, he ties these monster, you know, the swim bait. On and how much are those things? By yeah, the way? are say, they expensive? They're anywhere from two to five hundred dollars. So, like, yeah. I mean, I am not an experienced fisherman by any means, but I know you probably take people out that are less experienced than I yeah, am. Yeah. Are you Some. like? You, I'm sure they lose these. You, you were on the, you know, you were on the bottom. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the worst fisher man that has ever come. No, other no, than no, the no, seven-year-old no, boy, there was two or three. You know, well, like, <laughs> five-year-old Henry was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're from. Chicago, come on now. <laughs> but like, do you like? Do you get a little squirmy sometimes when people like get them? Um, you know, I looked at it like a business, and it's a business expense. And you know, that's my job to get these sponsorships and these pro staff, yeah. you know, programs with them, and not be you know one of the guys that pays two to five hundred dollars for them. But yeah, even still, you know, there are some where it's like, dude, that thing's hot. I got to get it. And uh, yeah. no, I just look at it like a business expense. It happens, and, right? Um, you know, I charge Cost you, of doing business. I guess I charge you well. And tax, so like yeah. tax tax deductible. I really don't charge more than any other guy, but it's yeah. just I just looked at it like, hey, you know, it's part of the game. It's going to happen. And honestly, the moron that has lost the most baits is me. Like, is you uh, know, there's nobody that's casting up more expensive shit sure. than me. Yeah. So like, I I know it happens, and it's just hey, it's occupational hazard. You know, like it's yeah. part of the deal, and it really has, doesn't yeah. happen that much. But I just figured, oh well. That trip just went to pay for that fucking bait. Oh well, like uh, the next guy's coming up, and we'll you yeah. know we'll keep it going. Yeah, yeah. So, but my point know, of my yeah. point of the story, besides that, I got off track a little bit. It's just it's it's so nice. It's so nice because you show up, yeah. everything's there. The gear's freaking oh. phenomenal. Yeah, at the end of the day, you don't have to worry about 
trailering the boat. He takes care of all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You <laughs> show up is you, what you do. You pay him, you walk away. <laughs> yeah. Changing the flat tires. <laughs> you, you pay him, you walk away, and you've had you know memories. It's so, awesome. So yeah. where do you guide? Like what? What should like uh, the number? So one my place? my favorite and what I specialize in was the Salt River Chain, uh, Saguaro Canyon. It started with Saguaro, then I moved into Canyon. Uh, Canyon Lake was where, like, our last two or three state records came from, so it was, mm. like, a natural gravitation to, like, well, wow. it's time to figure out that lake, which is always, like, a very, uh, like, overwhelming lake, a mm-hmm. very, like, you know, people are kind of scared of it because it's, like, it's hard. But it's really was, deep, right? Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. It's uh, it's just, you know, very technical fishing. But I was like, hey, if that's where they are. Like, I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. So Canyon Lake, Saguaro Lake, and then we had uh, – Apache Lake, which was above that, mm-hmm. which had those fish, but then you added the smallmouth to that equation, and they also got trout. And we were we were catching giant smallmouth on these giant swim baits at one time. Like it was it was define awesome. define giant because for me giant well, yeah, so yeah, no, probably oh, like seven, no they weren't seven pounds but like fours fives wow. that were you know eating these swim baits bigger that we had you know lost yeah. and you know that's the only thing that kind of crushes me sometimes. It's like oh like as a yeah. guide you don't get to post what didn't make it to the net, mm, but uh-huh. you see it, you saw it, your client saw it. He's I'm instantly booked for next. You're like, let's do this again. Yep. But yeah, you don't get to post that fish yeah. that got away. And there was many of those, mm-hmm. but it, they were, they were, you know, big to us and uh, bigger than most people were accessing at the time with these, with these big baits. And just, it's so rewarding to like, catch a fish and it's like you dumb shit i just fed you a bowling ball pin you know bowling pin like dude, you just ate this freaking you ate this giant hammer of a bait like it's so rewarding to see just something so big in their mouth it sounds uh, he like cool. humanizes it it's a, it's the craziest yeah. thing yeah <laughs> so i i mean obviously you know you're super passionate about arizona fishing uh, and hunting for that matter yeah and, and i know you've traveled around the world doing some really cool shit i mean talk about you know one experience that really jumps out at you well i've I've gotten to fish the Amazon. Yeah. I've gotten Ooh. to do the peacock bass thing. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that was just like, uh, it, that was one of those that like, as a kid, I don't know how. There was, again, no internet. There was no phones. There was no, the world was a smaller place. But yet somehow, I don't know if it was through TV shows or magazines, but that's about it. Um, I, I knew that there was this shit called a peacock bass. What is a peacock bass, it's, by the way? It's like, a, it's actually a cichlid. It's in the cichlid family. It, it lives in the Amazon River and the tributaries of the Amazon River. And it's just, it, they call it a peacock because it's just lit up in these amazing colors. It's, you know, yellows and orange and, and stripes. There's like three, there's three species of them. There's like the spotted, the black barred, and the pe- uh, butterfly peacock. And I, I just, from a young age, I knew these things existed and I was like, man, how awesome would it be to like go fish for those things? Because like from what I remember from what I saw, they were very acrobatic. You know, they, they jump when they, they fight super hard. It looked like people were hurting when they were catching them. Like, oh my God. And, and they eat like these giant topwater baits, mm. which like in the world of fishing, catching them on the surface, making them come up to crush something on the surface is the most exciting shit that like, you can do. And, and I always knew about it. And then when I was in my 20s, I somehow, like, we went to a Safari Club International show, and I was like, Dad, look at that booth over there. That's the peacock, the Amazon tours, like yeah. the peacock bass fishing. And, you know, maybe we could, like, turn left right here and go <laughs> to see this. And, like, oh, it's not. At that time, it was, like, $3,000. Like, now they're double or even wow. more of that price. But I somehow talked them into, like, getting me a peacock bass strip. And That's I awesome. went with my cousin, who also is, you know, 
psychotic about this shit like I am. And, uh, and, and we, and it was the, like, it was the easiest trip of my life. Like yeah. all you had to do was fly to Miami. And from there it was like charter planes. And it's, uh, uh, the charter plane is like, there's a few like native looking people that are like flying back and forth. <laughs> the rest of it is a bunch of fucking bozos like you yeah. that are just like raging hard ons. Cause you're about to go like yeah. fish the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Well, that's and that's kind of how people feel when they fish with you. Yeah. You know, the, whole, the whole raging hard on. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. But, uh, yeah, we, we get there and then the setup that they had was like, um, the setup that we went with was one where they, they have a converted river boat and, and they turn it into like a mini hotel. Oh, you have like your own, like, you know, you have your, you have your, your own like bedrooms in there. They have an AC unit, they have a shower and then they, they tow these, um, the reason I liked that setup was because they had nitro bass boats, fiberglass bass boats. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, this is legit. You're Something not fishing you're out of a wooden yeah. canoe. You know, hey, as as inspirational as that may be and shit, like give me a give me the boat like the one that I have at home. You yeah. know, like I want to fish on some shit. So they had that. They had like the they had the just an easy setup and the food was amazing. The drinks were great. Uh, and every day you you head out and fish these like backwaters, and then the riverboat is going up the river and you meet up with it at the end of the day. It, it docks or it, it anchors up and you sleep on that. And then the next day that you do the same thing. So yeah. you're always like fishing new waters. And these backwaters are like the shit that like, you know, this is stuff that we don't have here in yeah. my waters in Arizona. Sure. Where it's like you're going in through the jungle, through this little cutout, you know, <laughs> duck your fucking head down, you know, watch out for the monkeys and they'll <laughs> shit on you. They're going to jerk off on you. Like, this, like it could be a jaguar, it could be a snake, but you come into these like these little backwaters and these little trails and then it like opens up into anything from like the size of a pool to the size of like, oh, you guys like football, a couple football fields or a football yeah. field, you know, like, and, and there's like, you get back there and it's, like you're the first fucking human there. Yeah. Like it, there's fish that are like boiling, which means they're they're chasing fish yeah. on the surface again. Like the trout yep. whole thing that I just told you about, that shit's going on with like aquarium fish. You know these these giant loaches and they're like bah, bah, bah. they're getting thrown into the freaking water. Macaws are flying over and shit. It's like like dinosaurs flying around. Like you don't know what's <laughs> gonna pop up. Like, like pterodactyls. Like and, where his and paleontology and, degree comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you you cast these giant you know again there it, it wasn't swim baits but they were just giant topwater baits with like these two props on the there's a prop on the front a prop on the back giant hooks on them and they're they're called like rip rollers and uh shit i forgot the other name for them but you cast them and it's just it's painful for you by day four you know because you're really? just like rip and it's whoosh, 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 and just <laughs> this massive explosion happens and these things are flying in the air it, it's you know the most beautiful fish amazing colors that you've ever seen out of this like tan in water yeah you know it's kind of reddish tan in water and it just and you never know what you catch like we also you know a bycatch is all these other arowanas which i don't know if you know but is like they they like dry the yeah it's that long the fish long, yeah and and the arowana in brazil they 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 take that they dry it and then they smoke it Really? Marijuana, marijuana. Did you try no, that? Just kidding. <laughs> Have you tried it? It's a joke. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Marijuana, marijuana. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> I wish it was real. Yeah, no. I took a picture with it and let it go. Uh, but the amazingly, the, the piranhas are like the most delicious fish that you've ever, like, I've that I've heard ever had. Piranhas? Piranhas are that. absolutely delicious. Wait, yeah. to another question then, like, what is the most delicious fish you've ever had? Is uh, it a piranha? I think, like, the, I mean, maybe it was just the whole atmosphere, uh, too, you know? 
but the piranha was absolutely delicious and you know that of the freshwater fish yeah. you know then there's saltwater is another level what's yeah. your what's your go-to native or uh, north america fish like like fresh or salt like if you had to eat one fresh or salt well no let's do one of each yeah yeah fresh fresh water okay, fish okay so so fresh water like uh i crappie is amazing like i'd like deep frying crappie like mexican style and like Ooh. the crappie is really good um do you like walleye Yes, yeah, walleye, walleye are delicious. is good. The so, cheeks, yeah, yeah, I do know about those. Yeah, there's no, yeah. most of the other, you know, the panfish and definitely the bass. Like, yeah. Most of the other ones, like, you eat it and it's like, oh, okay, this is good, but, like, let me chase it down with a shot of lake water. You know, yeah. like, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, it tastes yeah. like. It's like, Ugh. Yeah, totally agree. It's not that good. Like, let's be real. Yeah. And, uh, and then in the salt, I you know fuck it's like wahoo and oh, yeah. I love bluefin tuna like I oh, okay. I go to I have friends in San Diego now that I go down there and I fill up the Yeti ice chest and it's just yeah. like whether it's like rockfish season Ooh. or you know in the recent years with the yeah. El Nino stuff they've been having you know fish that they don't typically have move into their waters hmm. so oh. we've caught wahoo we've caught bluefins we've caught yellow fins like it's you know yellow tail but the wahoo is like another Amazing. level. So what yeah. do you classify steelhead? Uh, you know, I've I've never had a real fresh caught steelhead. Oh. They say it's amazing. Oh, it's they nice. say, yeah, you want to eat the ones that have the lice, the sea lice on them still. Like huh. those are the freshest ones. Wow. I'm ready. I know how. Interesting. I got the fucking bacon grease ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, like, I got people I for you. It. I got I got I got but, people for but you. But <laughs> I've never uh, I've never had it. I've never had like a real fresh caught steelhead. Yeah, I bet, I bet that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Do you classify that as freshwater or saltwater? Well, it's andro uh, and what uh, and and or anadromous. Yeah, like goes out to the word. goes out to the sea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a rainbow a, trout a that goes a out to the sea shit, and yeah. then comes huh. back. And and I, I forgot huh. since it doesn't come around here. Like, I think there's people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me. Me. <laughs> they go to college. They come back. <laughs> different person. <laughs> So I got to ask you this, the peacocks, pe peacock bass story. I love that. It's something I've always wanted to do. <clears throat> Why is it that like, you know, I, I watch a shit ton of YouTube videos about stuff like that. And it's like the fish in the Amazon are so much more violent yeah. than they are here in the States. Oh my God, just I know. so pissed it off. Sucks. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, it is I, crazy. I think they're just so prehistoric and it's, you know, that's, kill that might be what killed and yeah, yeah. this, you know, there's, there's shit swimming around there that's always bigger yeah. than them and, you know, giant catfish. They're always and, having that like fight for themselves yeah. and, and i mean you know the coolest mean. fish to have in, in in an aquarium is always these like cichlids and stuff you know yeah. and you, all of a sudden you wake up one morning you're like where the hell is that fish that i just had <laughs> like, they're not stocking yeah, the amazon yeah. there's not a truck pulling back <laughs> out and stocking it's trout insane. for bass to eat yeah right i don't you're right though i don't know what it yeah. is about there but it, it really is like going back in time it's yeah. everything the birds are different the you know the, the cats right. are different the, yeah, the yeah. snakes are different like it's just That's uh awesome. It got stuck in another world. time. Yeah, it's awesome. And would you compare it? I know you've done this before because we've talked about it on, on one of our trips, I think, that uh, you've done tarpon fishing. Is that like yeah. the closest thing maybe to like peacock bass fishing as far as the violence goes? Yeah. I mean, like, so when people ask me, like, what's the coolest shit you've ever yeah. done? Like, what's your favorite thing to fish for? My answer is always going to be the the tarpon on fly uh, fishing be awesome. in, in the, the Florida, like the keys, mm -hmm. the, the upper or lower keys, whatever. Um, that, that to me is just, it's, it's the most technical. It's the hardest. Uh, you don't like guides won't even take you if you can't do this, this, and this with a fly rod. Like gotcha. if you can't cast 80 feet, if you can't cast it into a pie plate, if you can't do it in the wind, 
if you can't like it, you know, if you don't know how to do this, this, and this, I'm not even taking your ass. Like I, it's totally different than my experience. Right? Like I'm a, like, like oh, no, come out. on, you know, you can throw this bait around. It's okay. <laughs> well, have fun. You won't like, hook fuck. me as a guy. Yeah, you, you can know? come on the boat. No, <laughs> they are like, if you can't do that, if you don't have this type of sunglass, wow. if you don't have polarized lenses with the high, with the, the you know the, the high contrast lens, yeah, don't even fucking step on my. Don't waste my time. Wow. There's plenty oh. of other people that are on the level that will be here. Like, don't waste my time. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the first time I went, I went with Captain Paul Dixon. Bless his heart for even taking my ass. Like, you know, I, but for, before that, like, I, I knew about this and you would read about it in magazines. And, and there's all kinds of like different opinions about it. Like, oh, you know, these damn guides, they'll yell at you and they bane. They call it baning. You know, they'll bane at you and they'll okay. yell at you. And like, you know, I'm the one paying. Like, how dare they? And I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. That's the kind of shit I want to see. Like, I want someone to like yell at me because like, yeah, once you get there, you realize like it's that level of intensity because it, the game is that level. Yeah, and uh, I went with Captain Paul Dixon, and and man, it was it was the the best experience of my life because like you go out and you're you're fishing these these fish that are they're a prehistoric fish. You know, yeah. they were around at the time of the dinosaurs. Mm. They survived, and they're they're not really like a they're not the predator. They're like sharks eat them. Yeah. So they're not the ultimate predator. They're actually like a giant bait fish, huh. actually. Oh, wow. But they're coming out from the the lagoons, which, you know, again, in Florida is the right setup for it, where they have these lagoons, and these fish go back there, they spawn or this and that, and then they migrate back out into the ocean, and not many people really know what they do then. You know, they try to track them and this and that to figure out more about them. Yeah. But they're they're going from the lagoon to the open ocean, and they have to follow certain paths to do that. If they get too shallow... They run the problem of like they could die, right? They they run out of water, but if they go too deep, the hammerheads, the you know all these other types of sharks that they have will eat them. Mm. So they're kind of like riding this line of like, you know, you either die this way or die that way. (laughs) And these guides, they for for like quite a few years now have figured out these trails that they'll follow. So like he takes me out to this place, and this like this is Curtis Point. And Curtis, because like this pirate Curtis used to hide his boats back inside of that lagoon. So it's like, there's so much historical stuff going on. And like generations of these, you know, fly fishermen have been fishing this certain run where they know these fish go. So it's like, we're here. And then like over, you know, you can barely see this other boat is over there. And it's like, oh, this guy I talked to, that other guy's a motherfucker. Like, you know, screw him. <laughs> but like, this, these Steals two communicate, clients. right? <laughs> these two communicate. And like on the phone, you know, we're waiting out there. And he's like, all right, they're going to come around there. They're going to go around here. And, you know, we'll see them. And he gets this phone call and he's like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, water, how many? You know, they got all this lingo. You know, oh, fucking gnarly wads. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Were they happy? Were they, oh, they're happy fish. Okay. Happy oh, you guys jumped three. Okay, cool. So. <laughs> We're out there, and, and I'm standing on the deck, and it's kind of like my boat. It's mm-hmm. a saltwater skiff, okay. but it's like a much smaller, lighter version oh, because well, they're okay. pulling it. So they're the dudes that are like on the gotcha. top of that motor with the pole. Yeah. And uh, I'm standing up there, and like from the distance, you start seeing these tarpon. And these tarpon there are like, you know, they're, near, they're anywhere from like 80 to 150 pounds is Jeez. kind of an average. And these I things are, they're a long fish. So they're very long they're, they're, you know, deep and big, but they're very long. So they're like six, seven feet. They're enormous. And they kind of can both breathe air, I think, and the water, but they roll. So, like, they kind of, they roll around on the surface, and they kind of do this, like, rolling thing again, where, like, you see, like, their head comes up, then you see, like, the midsection, and then way the hell back here, you see this giant tail, like, 
like you know into the water. Yeah. And they hang out in 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 you know in pods, groups of schools of them. And you know they say that nowadays, yeah, those pods are less than they used to be. You know, uh, they used to be pods of fifty or thirty. Now the yeah. pods are like seven to ten oh, or wow. whatever. Mm. And uh, so he he sees them and he's like, "Do you see them out there?" And I'm like, "Oh, I do." Yeah. And it's and, and I see them like rolling and they're still at a distance, but it's like it all starts coming together. As a guy from, you know, as a kid from from Phoenix, you know, I I've been out at the local park on a windy day, like taking advantage of like, Oh dude, this is my time to practice. Like it's going to be windy. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I throw out Frisbees, throw out hula hoops, stand there. And with these, you know, giant fly rods, this is 12 weight fly rods, which yeah. like a typical, you know, trout rod is a five weight. And I'm out there fucking trying to do this, you know, double haul technique, trying to get the line out in as few false casts <laughs> as you can and like put it into this, you know, certain size of, you know, target. Yeah. And, you know, I'm out there fucking practicing and people are looking at me like, what the hell? What are you even fishing for? I'm not fishing. I'm practicing. Leave me the fuck alone. You know, like do your thing. Go back to your stupid golf thing. You know, like, and, you know, I'm out there practicing and like, it's all starting to like come together. Like the practicing, the buying of the gear, mm. the you know, going to the local Orvis store and like figuring, oh, dude, what do I need? Like, what's yeah. that? You know, what's this? Well, fuck, I don't know. You know, yeah. but it, it, the trip, the flight. Um, I, I luckily have an uncle that lives in Miami now, and you know, and, and his whole story to how he went yeah. from Aguascalientes to Miami, you yeah. know, and, and lives there now. It's and all culminating it's all in this culminating, moment. Man, and like borrowing his car and driving to the Keys and trying to get there at a certain time in the morning. I'm driving in the dark, you know, and like listening to music on the way up, getting fucking amped. And like, it, it, here we are. And now like, you know, I lined up with Captain, the fucking famous Captain Paul Dixon and like, and then here's these fucking fish. Like it's happening now. And they're starting to roll in and he's like, yo, all right. You know, they're, they're coming closer. They're coming closer. And he's like, all right, start getting ready. Start stripping out line. Cause you know, in fly fishing, you strip out line first and then you cast it. So I'm looking at them and like, I feel like I'm trying to strip and it's like, it's stuck. Oh my like, God. Oh no, what's going Dude, on so with the reel? Like a, it's like, it's like tarpon fever kind of. Well, almost yeah, like buck yeah. fever, but I, like tarpon I, fever. I'm trying to like pull out line and it's not working anymore. And I'm like, I don't, I don't stop looking at the fish. Cause I, it's like, there's a fucking dinosaur in the water coming my way. Like, <laughs> like this is it. And like, I, I look down and I, I think like, Oh no, like some uh, stupid fly fishing gear. Like this probably line, you know, I got in a knot or something. Yeah. I look down, there's nothing wrong with the gear. It's that my hands are just shaking uncontrollably oh like God. buck fever. Just yeah. <laughs> so like, Oh shit! Like I'm having a look at like a panic attack. Yeah. Like breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah. And like I, I okay, I strip out the line, and then like they're getting closer. They're getting closer. And he's like, "All right, you know, here they come. Choose a fish, the one on the left. You know, and they'll they'll like bark <laughs> the orders at you of like where they want you to cast. Like they're basically ordering you. So it's like some of your first casts are out there. You know, seventy five oh feet, God. three o'clock. You know, three o'clock. Twelve o'clock is the front of the boat. One o'clock, two o'clock. Okay. Use carnal rules. You know, three o'clock, seventy feet. <laughs> cast now. Go, go, go. No, fuck no. Come on, pick it up. Do it again. Get it again. Pick a fish. Pick a fish. You know, and I'm like, oh, God, okay. Like, hold on. And he's like, you know, outside fish, outside fish. You know, put it, strip, strip. Little bumps, you know, and they got all these little, you know, saying, little Joe, little Joe, long strip, long strip. And he's, you know, bop, bop, bop. 
And then like by the boot time, camp for yeah, yeah, fly yeah, fishing. Definitely. And I love Let's it. Drill, like, I love it. Because I'm like, just like, dude, I'm about I'm to shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, like my chance, you know, I blew like some chances early on, but you know, these oh, fish start man. getting closer and closer to the boat. And it's kind of like, you know, what they say in golf, you need to have the long game, but you need to have your short game too. And finally, like I was able to get them to eat at like 40 feet. And like, I remember seeing like one come, they don't come out of their way. Like they're these giant fish, but they're not like the bass where just fucking throw it at them. And like, it can swim at them. They're just giant fish. And you're using these little flies that are like the size of a shrimp. You know, they're basically little shrimp or little tiny minnows, but they know like the angle is so important. They know that like, there's no such thing as a suicidal shrimp. This shrimp is never going to come swimming at me. Right, right. It's always swimming away from me. So the second that, like, if you cast it wrong and you present it wrong, yep. they fucking, they're out of here. And you spooked the whole school. Like, you just oh blew your chance. God. It's so a lot like, of pressure. Yeah. Oh, so much. Jesus. Yeah, I'd be thrown overboard. <laughs> and I, Go back to the bobbering <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 bobbering yeah, cords. Yeah, yeah. yeah, send me, <laughs> send me up there. back now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it finally, like, one comes out of its way. Uh, they don't move out of their way usually, but one kind of swerved out, ate it. And, like, it just, it happened. And then it was, like, a car accident. Like, I just remember, he's like, set, set. And I I think I did, like, a you know, even, again, it's kind of like the swim bait thing where it's all different. Everything that you learned in trout, like, forget all that. You're going to mess it up if you do that. You got to do this this other way. So I tried to set the hook, and I maybe did, maybe I didn't. But (laughs) this thing, like, again, what's cool about them is that they're extremely acrobatic. And they're in five feet of water. So it's this 150-pound fish, five feet of water, uh. tons of energy, tons of power. It has nowhere to go but up. So it just, like, clears water. The first one that I hooked into, I remember just standing on the front of the deck, like, my jaw dropped because it started erecting, like, a fucking building. Like, it did this, like, snake-like straight-up movement. <laughs> and it's just, like... Coming and 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 coming. You know, it starts out at one foot, two foot, three foot, four foot, five foot, six foot. Oh my Finally, God. it gets to the tail and then it just stops like a whale and it just <laughs> ah, like water goes everywhere. And I was frozen, just like my hands were down, like, <gasps> and it just fucking <laughs> and like shook the hook off right away. And I remember turning oh. around and being like, Oh my God, Paul, did you see that? And he's like, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> I'm up here. Yeah. I, I saw fucking that, buddy. Way to go, he's like, what do you fucking think, dude? Yeah, I saw that. Like, What am I maybe, paying you for? Maybe next time, yeah, fucking pull. Like, do something. Pull on it or, like, do something with your hands. And, like, you'll get to, you'll get to see more of that. You know? He, like, man, he looks back. What do I do with my hands? You fucking little beater, you know? Uh, <laughs> you dumbass. So, you know, it was so awesome because I get it. Like, I'm not, like, offended. I'm just like, yeah. you're right. This is so awesome. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> you know, and I, and I remember, like, I, I think I jumped, like, four of them that day. And they did everything uh, from just full-on, like, snake rolls. This oh fish God. is just, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're over here one second. And they're all of a sudden, like, 50 yards clear over here jumping. And your line is still catching up. So the line is like zinging through the water. It's the oh most amazing God. thing to see this that fly like. sound, I can imagine. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. zinging. The fish is clear over here. Your line's way over here. Your fucking dick is in your hands. Like the fucking fish is Rambo rolling over here. Like it's just, it's amazing. It's like salmon. It's like a salmon. Yeah. And it, it's just, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, there's, there's marlin fishing and there's sailfish fishing, but it's like, 
the boat and the captain are doing most of the work. You're right. controlling. Like, it, it, uh, this this is just it's just you. It's you and Against the guide, the small yeah. boat, this relatively small you know rod and reel in your hands, and you're the one that has to feed them. Like you have to make this happen. It's extremely technical. It's the toughest, hardest thing there is. Like I have so much respect for the guys that do that, the guides that do it, the anglers that do it. Like they're on another fucking level yeah. that, that nobody else is. But again, it was all things that I learned there that I was able to once again key in right away into the swim bait thing and mm. realize that, yeah, this is about the angles. This isn't a stupid fish. Like this is a yeah. fish that it's going to require the right angle. People say like, oh, big bass are lazy and this. No, they're not. They're, like, they're fucking sharks. But they're not going to go out of their way and waste more calories than it takes to consume that calorie. They're not going to go into deficit. So they're not going to go like an idiot into open water and follow your blown-ass dumb cast yeah. and your horrible presentation. <laughs> yeah. You need to get it right. So, again, it was all just things that I got so to awesome. learn from all over the world <laughs> so awesome. to tie into what I do. It's here. not a catfish. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a car. It, you know, it has its own beauty too. Right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Have you ever seen those people that like in Louisiana yeah. or whatever, like that? The, the go noodlers? Rats? Yeah, yeah, where they the stick noodlers? their fist down and like. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. my God. Yes. I, I, I saw down. Yeah, I saw this like 110 pound blonde girl like out in like. She's the got Louisiana like a gazillion spot. followers, yeah, by the way. May, I'm one maybe. of them. Yep. I, <laughs> don't tell your girlfriend. Check that box. <laughs> <laughs> She knows and, she's the only one for me. And next thing you know, next thing you know, like she like sticks her fist down. I'm like, what the hell? And brings out a catfish. Like oh, it's crazy. A, like three yeah. quarters. And there's of this like freaking water mocks and swinging yeah. by and shit. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so you talk about game and like hunting and stuff. Like to switch topics a little bit. Like so you you brought up coos deer earlier, and then I asked you about the question. Like, have you gone on a coos deer hunt? Like, and if so, like, can you explain it a little bit? Yeah, or? that was actually the first. The first hunt that I went on. Or, oh, really? No, sorry. It was like the second. Yeah, the first one was an antelope in New Mexico. But mm. the uh, after that, it was like, all right, like you had your fun on like the easy hunt. Oh. Now here we go. New Mexico. The great guys. Arizona. Like now we're going to struggle. We're going to hike for miles and miles. And and it, it again, it, it made to where hunting to me is the whole like spot and stock Western yeah. style hunting that we have where you're you're, you know, you, all right, we're going to go climb that mountaintop so that we can get a good view and then glass with our optics. We're going to look for deer, which, you know, is an art all in itself. Yeah. We're going to look for these deer and they're probably going to be on another mountainside. So then we got to like figure out how we're going to get to that to get a shot on them. And, uh, and yeah, and it's like, oh, we didn't see shit here. So see that other mountain? That's where we're going now. And it's like, oh, God, oh, are you fucking serious? It's hiking. <laughs> Sounds like it's, a lot of work. It's it's, oh. it's it's hiking. It's camping. It's everything all put into one uh, with a purpose. And these things are, you know, they call them the ghost of the desert for a reason. Like, it's oh, one wow. second you see them, the next second they walk behind this brush, and you're thinking like, okay, just keep your eyes here. It's going to pop out of this side or this side. And it never did. And it somehow snuck out on you. And, and yeah, it's, you know, long shots, like your shooting has to be on point. Um, you practice again at the range. It's all coming together on this one shot. Uh, they're a, they're a small deer. They're fucking delicious. So small. once you, once you figure out how delicious they are, it adds that whole, like, Oh my God, you start salivating out. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's the shit. Like I, I love it, you know? And it's, it's a, it's a challenge that I'll take every time. I went on my first coos deer hunt. Mm, two okay. seasons ago so like the year and a half ago basically and uh we went down by like the nogales area 
and like I yeah, think that's it's a 30, great area. 36 or 32 GMU or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my gosh, they talk about it in like Steve Rennell's podca- mm-hmm. podcast and like his whole show like got yeah. us onto this this hunt. So we went down to that same same like uh, unit and next thing you know, like he's right. It's a great ghost. Like you, you're glassing for, for hours, huh. hours at a time and you see like snippets, like seconds of it and the next really? thing you know, the deer like moves behind this brush and then it's gone. Like you have no idea, and it's so hard because like the color matched up against the terrain too, like effects, and they're so small. It's, mm. it, they act so, and they're yeah. spooked real easily, like like more than a whitetail would be. Really, and, and when you're young or you're a young bo or a new bozo to it, like yeah, any coosier will do. Yeah, but then you quickly like get into this like, hey, dude, I don't want to go shoot a small one anymore. Yeah, like, I want to shoot a. Do they get one. big? Like, That's what I was going to ask you. How big do they get? Well, they, relatively <sighs> no, like compared yeah. to another like a, whitetail, okay, no, yeah. but. It you know for their antlers for their size it looks big like yeah. they do get big, and uh, and yeah like it, it becomes like in that split second of time you also have to learn how to judge them how to calculate like what is that a shooter or not am I gonna let that pass do I wow. want to keep going do I want to keep suffering more days of this shit yeah or do I want to just call it quits and like go after that one you know does he have broken tines is is everything there that I want like so you have to also learn to like calculate them very quickly. Mm. And, and then, you know, yeah, you're managing the wind, you're managing your sound, you're managing, like, how you're going to get to them. And it's, uh, it's a great challenge. Is this and like it a, it a rifle hunt or is it yeah. an archery thing? People right. do it with archery. Uh, they if do? somebody gets People it with archery, I would have love you? to see it. Of course, my girlfriend does it with archery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so how? Badass. How? That is bad. That's uh, the most badass would, thing. because She like, would tell us. But. You're... you're, you're <laughs> You're heading down, like, especially in, like, Arizona, you're down close to the border. So, like, we're, we're heading into this hike, and you can see the trash, the path that, like, immigrants have taken yeah, yeah. and all right, this stuff. Yeah. And so, like, you're you're up against not only, like, like human traffic throughout that, like, yeah. zone, but then you're also up against, like, you're looking at, like, Border Patrol agents driving through and spooking these, like, coos deer out. So, like, it, it is, it's challenging. Like, we spooked one, we had, like, three in a, in a, in a, like a three mile radius, two mile radius. The next thing you know, like we get up there, we're like four or 500 yards out, yeah. ready, ready to rock and roll basically at yeah. 300. And next thing you know, it's gone. It's, it's freaking gone and we can never find it. Four hours we chased this thing and we couldn't find it. It's a, it's a I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, like, a you're, you're like, you're like, oh no, tomorrow we're going to do this <laughs> yeah. all over again. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Cool. I'm, I, I'm glad that he had a similar experience because yeah. I was, you I was sitting so there bad. going, I, I oh, freaking yeah. hate this. Like I suck at this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's called hunting for a reason and fishing yeah, for a reason, right. not catching. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was really lucky that uh, when I was a kid, we had, uh, these, uh, we knew these like Mexicans that were really good at it, oh. you know, and, and they were like. There's been bo- they're in books like they're they're in oh, wow. books or like Alaskan guys that write about these guys but they they grew up actually um, learning how to do this stuff because they would send them out and say go get the 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 goats and the sheep and shit that we have in this mountain range we need them all back now so they Ooh. would have to go find these things and bring them all back and with that skill they they like aqu- you know they they applied it to hunting these these animals and these guys were like just another level of like intuition and this animal behavior and you got to you got to know how to read them yeah like you got to know when to when to walk on them when to like by reading their body language their behavior when to walk to them when to stand still when to be real quiet like when they're nervous when they're happy eating like you have to learn how to read that stuff to know like how to get to them 
and how to not spook them and things like that. And it's, it's an amazing, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing that like connects you more to like our ancient ancestors that had to do this, that like had to read like this, this learning of reading animal behavior, the twitching of ears, the, Mm. the moving of the eyes, the, the tail, you know, oh, he's nervous. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, hold on. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're eating again. They're farting. They're pooping. Like they're pissing. Like they yeah. like, let's move up on them. Like it's uh yeah. When you finally, when you finally tie it in together, it's like, it's a huge achievement. Oh. Yeah, imagine my goofy like, ass yeah, walking through I there too. I get kicked out of hunts all the time. I get kicked out of hunts. It's like it's like it's like your goofy ass walking up like like you're gonna spook you're gonna spook a damn damn dog through here. <laughs> so do they have? Is there a rut though? Just like there is, yeah, yeah. yeah there definitely is, but I think yeah. it's usually like out of the season. Oh, or, gotcha, or like, gotcha, you know, gotcha. In certain places, you can hit it right and yeah. and that kind of thing. But you know, yeah, like when you get that rut. But even then, like you're you're dealing with the does that are on that level. I got it. okay. And so it's like, yeah, it's cool because you're seeing them more. But now you have to manage like three to five, seven does that are on that spooky level. And yeah, the males like stupid, but they're still there. Right. So. Right, right. It's funny how that translates to humans too. Male, <laughs> males are anything. dumb. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they come calling to any female. Exactly. <laughs> oh know. man, they know. Wow, what else you got? Anything? I, I, I'm curious. Have you ever had any uh, like in your travels and just any hunts or fishing experience? Have you had any like like near death experiences? Has anything crazy ever happened? Yeah, taking you out fishing. (laughs) (laughs) I am not that bad. I'm kicked off this podcast after this episode. (laughs) You set me up. That was like a softball. (laughs) I think, uh, I guess like. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) The only. um, I deserve that from earlier. (laughs) I guess like I, I luckily haven't had anything in like the hunting or fishing world. Yeah. But I've almost drowned myself in spearfishing, and oh, I've really? almost like gotten Ooh. myself like bit up by a barracuda, and then uh, like there there was a barracuda that like I shot at while I was spearfishing, yeah, and uh, and that's where I learned like well they have an angle too like their their scales can deflect your spear if you're not hitting it right and if you have a piece of shit gun you know I'm not like using oh, yeah. like, the gun type of guns that I have now. Like I was using the wrong kind of gun, something that's made for like peeking into into the coral, like shooting a grouper. Huh. I was like, I'm gonna fucking hit this barracuda, da boom, and uh, this thing like did like two three turns around me, like woo woo woo, and then like saw me and was like, you did this, you son of a bitch, and like starts coming at me, and like it's it's breathing, but to me it looks like it's like moving its mouth, and uh, this thing was like coming at me and like right at my fins. And somehow, luckily, like, turned off at the last minute. And then... That's insane. Yeah. And then the other time that I almost killed myself spearfishing was uh, I shot a, like, a really big stingray. Because I was like, oh, you guys eat stingrays, right? Yeah, we fucking love them. Okay, I'm going to shoot this one. And I go down there and I shoot it, like, in the right spot, I guess. But, like, this thing was like a barn door. And it it just, like, it started towing me around. And I didn't want to let go of the spear gun. And like that thing almost got my ass. Like it, it, it like I came close to like what I thought was like blacking out underwater. <laughs> and uh, that thing was way. That was the last. That's that's the last barracuda I'll try to shoot at, and the oh, last wow. stingray 
that I tried to shoot. So spear so. fishing like that is that um, like like free diving kind of? Yeah, you don't yeah, have like a tank on. No or scuba. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. all a snorkel. I know uh-huh. Rogan had this girl on. You probably know her. Yeah, I can't Valen- remember her name. Valentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentine. Yeah, and he's like, Valentine how long can Thomas. you hold your breath? And she's like, five minutes and thirty seconds or something yeah. like that. Which is that's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't do that quite yet. But yeah. I I was still able to figure it out on my shorter breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. You know, yeah. if I live closer to the ocean, I could probably get there. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have to uh-huh. build up to that for sure. Yeah, I was always a strong swimmer. I, was, I grew up uh, like competitive swimming. Okay, so like I, I was very comfortable. Like like all this happened for a reason. Yeah, I'm serious, right? It's like everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, would you got some Connor? No, Looks I was like going to say at the no, no, no. He's just he is the chi. He is the chief. No <laughs> doubt about it. Talk about, uh, I, I know you mentioned your dad and your grandfather. Um, any other people or like mentors in your life that have made a difference? Oh, so many. I mean, like just uh, that, that, that guide that we used to go out with in Cancun. Um, my parents bought a timeshare there early on when it was like still, they, there was like salt water coming out of the showers, they say. Oh, jeez. Like it, it, was, it was just a small fishing yeah. town. And uh, my mom, like they, they went to like one of these timeshare, like, come to this timeshare. We'll give you a free lunch. And like, we'll tell you about this timeshare. And apparently that's like, my dad says, that's the only thing that my mom has ever asked from him. Like she's never been like, I need this ring or I need this mink coat or yeah. you're, you're going hunting. So you better buy me this or a new yeah. car. None of that. My mom has always been like, you do your thing. But this was the only thing that she said, like, you're buying this right now. <laughs> and he's like, happy wife, like, happy life. This is bullshit. Like, this is not going to work. Exactly. You know, it's like they're, they're saying they're going to make this resort here. Like, you're buying this. Yeah. And the reason was because it's not that far of a trip from Aguascalientes. So she said, like, oh, well, my family, we can make this, like, a yearly trip where we get yeah. to see my family because I have to put up with your That's family awesome. all the fucking time. Right. So, like, growing up, I got to go every August. And still, we go every August to Cancun. And back in those days, it was, like, a lanchero, which is just, like, a boat, you know, panga guy. Yeah. And uh, and we would go every year with him, Oscar Pot. And, uh, and, <laughs> and we would go with him, and we did everything from – you know, lobster, spear fishing. The first time I got bit by a bee was out there in the middle of this, you know, not in the middle of the ocean, but yeah. like out in, in the freaking Caribbean Sea, uh, you know, with our snorkels, like looking for the <laughs> antennas sticking out of the coral. And you go down and dive and like collect, you know, you you, you grab the the, uh, the lobsters. Huh. Or the other thing was that white conch or conch. Yeah. I forgot how it was. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you'd see and you'd go down and pick it up and see if the animal's in there or not. And, uh, that was like I got bit in the groin, Ooh. like in the groin, <laughs> like by a damn bee. One of Selena's bees were out there, <laughs> and like it bit me, tried to bite my junk out of the ocean. Like if I was allergic to it, it would have been the end of me. But yeah. luckily, like I guess I'm not. Yeah, I'm still here. But yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, you know, Mark Edelman, um, Paul Dixon of the tarpon stuff. I mean, like uh, it's just been, you know, uh, uh, Chewy Aguiar was the hunting guy that yeah. just could go anywhere and just it, find any kind of animal. Um, it's It's been a lot of people that I've been exposed to that, yeah. like, just had these traits of, like, what I would call, like, ancient humans. Like, yep. they were they were in touch. They were so in tune with what they were chasing and what, what they do that some of it, luckily, I would say, rubbed off on me. Yeah. And, it, and it made me this, you know, kind of overall, some dude called me the modern day outdoors, you know? <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. Oh, shit, that's like no doubt. Awesome. I mean, you've been yeah. blessed, you know, I mean, yeah. to have those people yeah. in your life. I mean, not for everybody sure. has uh, no. the opportunity to experience those things. Yeah. And everything yeah. happens for a reason, you know, just like we've talked about. So that's awesome. Um, these are kind of like the cheesy questions here at the end. Right. Um, what do you, 
What do you wish? Oh, how do you do this? Um, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you're younger? Uh, be di- more direct with women. <laughs> ah. <laughs> explain, explain hey, that. If you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rain Gretzky's comment or, or quote: "You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take." That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's guess, awesome. You know, is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then. Um, uh, so what motivates you? Like, do you have like, do you have like a mantra that you live by? Something like that? Some, some ancient words of wisdom? I guess. Okay. Like a, uh, a mantra that I live by ancient words of wisdom. Now work on yourself, King. <laughs> uh, work on <laughs> yourself. <laughs> it's a modern day meme. Yeah. Uh, me yeah. And my buddies would like, you know, send, yeah. send screenshots or send like, you know, Instagram links of like, work on yourself, King. Like yeah. she's ignoring you from the lock screen. <laughs> Well, she, you know, she's, she's sitting there on the couch with her boyfriend and ignoring oh, you. Work awesome. on yourself, King. So, that like, is awesome. But it really just, like, it really is, like, just you got to try to be better every day. Like, it, totally whether agree. it's, like, going to the gym, whether it's getting better at your trade, whether it's getting smarter, whether it's, like, yeah. whatever the hell you're lacking in, like, work on yourself to try to be just the best, a better person than you were a day ago, a week ago, a month ago. Um yeah, it's it's the modern uh, it's the modern like hey dude, fuck you, nobody cares. Yep, work on yourself, King. <laughs> that's that's how awesome. I love it, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna hit you with that tomorrow. Just stuff like that. You, you know what's you know what's so really what, funny. Whenever it's like, you it's fuck like, up or something like that, just you know, you tell your buddy, hey dude, work on yourself, King. <laughs> the funniest thing though is he he he, he doesn't like football. Like he, like yeah. Manny doesn't watch football. So I've been <laughs> yeah. watching this documentary, uh, Man <laughs> in the Arena by oh, yeah, by Tom Brady. It. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Incredible. I I yeah. hate him. Because he pl- he beat us, the Buffalo Bills, the most yeah. ever. It, He's a hard I, guy to hate, though. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I really when you like watch him. that documentary. I mean, and then when you ask Manny, like, like who would you like, dead or alive, who yeah. would you want to spend like a meal with or whatever? The the yeah. icebreaker question is is like Tom Brady because Tom Brady even talked about it and his sisters came on he, last night. I watched this episode. It was like. Every day he strives for greatness. Like he's the yeah. every day he tries to be better than what he was yesterday. And like I, I love Manny's yeah. advice on that. It's like, it's like work on yourself, King. Yeah, work on yourself, <laughs> but like like the greatest of all time. Dude, you gotta have t-shirts. Fishermen and now the greatest of all t-shirts. time. Yeah. yeah. Greatest of all, all time fishermen and greatest of all time football players say the same damn thing, just in a little bit of a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's fishing, you know, whether it was like the time when I was trying to yeah. figure out the swim bait thing, it was like, well. I saw a fish. It followed my bait. It didn't eat it. I'm going to come back tomorrow morning and figure out what was the angle different? What was the retrieve different? Like, how do you get this thing? Or, you know, how am I going to get this amazing girlfriend that's stand, sitting next to me right now? Yeah, exactly. He's like, it, it took a, many times. Yeah, iterations yeah, yeah, yeah. of DMs. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of DMs, a lot of denial, a lot of heartbreak. But you know what? We slid in and we won it. Uh, it's a different world we live in these days. Well, Manny should be our third go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, what, would you got anything else, Connor? I got nothing. I mean, this that was, was fantastic, this was right? Entertaining. Tommy, you didn't have fun tonight. Oh, I had a blast. <laughs> I had a blast. I want him back. I'm, I'm literally going to manychi.com. And this is a shameless plug because I'm doing it. I'm going to manychi.com and I'm booking trips. And I know that, yeah, I'm booking trips. Plural. 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 Your uh, trips. Uh, just, thank you. We need it. My dog's hungry. He's very skinny. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, like... Your guys' guests are on another uh, level. I feel really stupid even being like, no nah, man, you crushed you guys. it. Like you guys have some amazing guests, and you, I, you know, crushed I've been it, dude. To them, and they're they're amazing people, and like I'm just, 
I'm just We're glad to have you. I'm just out here working on myself. Hey. Well, <laughs> listen to this though. Working on the king. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on though. And I, I love this because I, I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in humility, right? Yeah. And the, 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 you know, the role it plays in a person's life. And I think that the only way you can be successful, whether it be in your personal life or your professional life, is to exhibit humility. And I will say that that's all I see from you, man. Oh, thank you Got so it. much. No. That means a lot. Yep, for sure. Um, anything else from you? Oh, shit. What do you want to get into now? <laughs> Podcast after about? dark, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being here, man. It's been an absolute thank blast. You. I knew thank it would be. It exceeded me. my expectations. Yeah, thank, it was freaking awesome. So so it's been a big honor to be here. We uh, we appreciate really appreciate it. it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see if I can do this right. Turn that shit up. Let's go. Here we go. Don't touch it. All right, great job, guys. Adding value, making friends. That's what it's all about. I definitely can say we've done that tonight. Oh, yeah. All eyes no on question. G. All eyes on G. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And uh, to our loyal friends of the program, uh, Diamondback Land Surveying, we appreciate your support. Uh, shoot us an email, info at thegeaholics.com, to make any suggestions. If you want to be a guest on a future show, we'd love to hear from you. Download the Geaholics app. There's an app. Dude, Connor, did you know we had an app? I wow. knew we had an app, but you should definitely download it. LandSurveyorsUnited.com. And uh, last but not least, pay it forward. Add value, make friends. Tupac, all eyes on. She. Available everywhere. Until next time, everyone. Be safe and healthy. Thank you to our 2022 friends of the program. Advanced Geodetic Survey. AGSGPS.com. Airworks, airworks.io, bad elf, bad-elf.com, cyanic automation, getjobbook.com, diamondback land surveying, diamondbacklandsurveying.com, extreme aerial productions, extremearialproductions.com, get kids into survey, getkidsintosurvey.com, mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, monson engineering, monsonengineering.com, nettleman lc prep, lcprep.com, Northstar Surveying, northstarsurveying.com, ProStar Corporation, ProStarCorp.com, Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us, TopoDot, new.certainty3d.com, and finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.